Hey gang, before we get started, I want to shout out our sponsor, Moded Embroidery Patches and Apparel. Go to modedhellamoded.com and check out their ever-expanding catalog. My newest favorite patch is the SpongeBob I'm-a-head-out meme embroidered patch. You've seen this everywhere. It's SpongeBob getting out of his recliner with his remote saying, I'm-a-head-out. Another new one that I love is Snow White smoking out of an apple. This <laughs> is so awesome. It's just Snow White smoking out of her poisoned apple. Also, I wanted to give a huge shout out to uh, and thank you for the the care package of the We Speak English Good embroidered patches that Moded sent it over and also my We Speak English Good hat and the Yes Homo patch. Thank you, Caleb, over at modedhellamoded.com. Go to modedhellamoded.com. M-O-D-E-D-H-E-L-L-A-M-O-D-E-D.com. Now on with the show. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Abby Sarabia, singer, hip-hopper, rapper, DJ, left brainist, also one who likes to call me Nick or Lucas on other people's podcasts. That's right, Abby. I heard it. I heard what you said. I'm not letting it go. We're no longer friends. JK, that is just such bullshit. If you want to hear Abby call me Lucas or Nicholas on someone else's podcast, go check out The Meeting. Uh, the Meeting is my wife's Rain of Mystique's new podcast, and Abby Sarabia is one of the first guests, or is the first guest, and it's not really a guest show. It's more like a just, uh, I don't want to say it's The View, but it's The View on Weed and Sage. So it's like The View where all the ladies just smoke a bunch of reefer. It's dope. So if you're interested in the feminine perspective, go check out The Meeting, and I'll put a link in the show notes. Also, you go to reinamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com, and check out our new or latest album. It's not new anymore, but it's our latest album, 1018. Uh, we had a great time writing this album, putting it together, and we want to share it with you. Go check it out at reinamystique.com. Uh, you can also go to the Experience tab on the website and find out where me and my wife are playing. Uh, this Friday, if you are in the Toledo Adrian, Michigan area. We are playing at Hooligans October 4th, 2019 from 8 30 to 11 30 or 8 to 11 i'm not sure what it is yet they change it in the fall and the summer anyways you can find us there this friday <laughs> also go to wespeakenglishgood.com and check out the newly redesigned website it's not so newly redesigned more than we're just updating it more now so we speak englishgood.com check it out you can also leave a review on itunes spotify Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcast, leave a review, leave five stars or one star if you want, I guess. If you're a dick or don't like what I'm doing here, that's fine. You can give me one star. <laughs> leave a comment on, on our Instagram at We Speak English Good or on our Facebook 
at We Speak English Good. <laughs> you can leave a comment and we'll read it on the air. Or you can write the show at We Speak English Good at gmail.com. I'll read most of them on air. Some of them are assholes, so I'm not going to read the asshole ones on, on air anymore. So, But if you write a nice one or if it's, some, uh, if, if it's a, a constructive criticism of the show, I'll read that shit on the air. Go ahead. Try me. Try me. Okay, that was silly. <laughs> Last but not least, check out our sponsor, ModedHellaModed.com, where they have all of your awesome Wu-Tang patches and hats and all kinds of shit going on over there. So, uh, ModedHellaModed.com, M-O-D-E-D-H-E-L-L-A-M-O-D-E-D.com. Okay, that's enough out of me. Let's jump over to Abby. Uh, I, I, just a heads up, this was recorded sometime in August. I think this was a long time ago. It's been on the back burner for a while. Not on the back burner. I'm not trying to say that she's it's just that there was a lot. I had I did like I did like 10 podcasts in a week or something. So I have so much on the backlog. And and like I said after the 200th episode, the shit gets better. It just gets better. So um I had an amazing conversation with Abby. She is such an interesting young lady. Um, she she's smart um, uh, and, and she's talented and she has a great mind on her and um, she lives in, in Oregon, Ohio, where I live. So <laughs> we're almost neighbors. <laughs> Anyways, here's Abby Sarabia. the art from the artist yeah there's always gonna be a, a semblance of that there's always gonna be a ringing out of that there's always gonna be something that represents that person in their art right. and i don't think that there's that i think that's inescapable it was same with like louis ck apparently there was like his new last movie he had out there was a scene where he's like masturbating on the phone with a girl or something like mm -hmm. that and that's what he's exactly accused of. So, so no matter what, like, I mean, that's a very what? obvious one. But, but I guess my point is that when you're trying to separate that, there's no real separation of art and artist because it's coming yeah. from the same source. Absolutely. And just to piggyback, like, even the R. Kelly thing, when yes. you go back and watch his interviews, mm -hmm. or even you look at Aaliyah's album cover, <laughs> AJ Nothing But a Number, and he's like fucking sitting there. You know what I mean? Like, it's gross. And I hate yeah. to laugh at that, but, but you're right. I mean, it's so absurd that. Right my reaction is laughter because it's like <laughs> oh my god like that he's like blatantly what else are you supposed to do man well yeah i mean i'm not gonna sit here and crumble because right. fucking you know fucking r kelly who yeah by the way i still i okay so you were saying that you can't invest yourself in an artist if if they're morally reprehensible or if you don't if, if you're not on board with them personally you can't be on board with them yeah but if you're going where i think you're gonna go i still i can't change an r kelly song <laughs> okay that's what I'm, saying. <laughs> I'm still stepping in the name of love yeah, you know what i'm saying absolutely. like i still believe i can fly yeah all right <laughs> exactly so, i mean like it, it's it, it, it's hard too because i mean r kelly is beyond credible 
you know yeah. like the same thing with michael jackson and a lot of people i've i've asked people if they've watched that interview and they're like no like i i don't want to not like michael jackson yeah and i'm like yeah i get it that's just such a a legendary figure in music it's kind of hard to taint that image yeah. and plus with our culture too it's like you do something fucked up and then you just make a hit and it's all forgotten <laughs> yeah. about, you know? Same yeah, thing. well, no, it's like, I was telling my wife that. I was like, well, I guess R. Kelly didn't have enough hits. Right. And she was like, no, no, he had plenty of hits. This motherfucker didn't learn from the first time. Right. And he kept doing it. Yeah. He and thought so, he was invincible. Yes. He's arrogant. Yes. Yep, I agree. And, and people do not like arrogance. Yeah, I agree. That is one thing that people are not into, yep. except for Donald Trump. I don't know. Okay, we'll not even go there. But, <laughs> you know, but it's... Uh, Separating the art from the artist is, is uh, for me, is it's been a big thing, especially since this Me Too thing has been starting yeah. and, and a lot of things have been coming to light. I've been talking a lot about it, and <clears throat> I don't, I don't, like, for instance, the Michael Jackson thing, I'm still going to fucking try to moonwalk and shit, you know what I mean? Like, Always. I still love Michael Jackson. My yeah. son's... My son loves Michael Jackson. Like, I'm a DJ, and I'm going to play PYT at every You know, yeah. I mean, but it's... <laughs> But like I, I mean, for me, I, I just can I, I can separate it, and I'm not I'm not gonna let even if he was a monster, I'm not gonna let that fucking taint my guitar. Yeah, <laughs> which is whatever. I and mean, you know what? In all fairness, when I when I brought that up earlier about I have to watch interviews, it, it's mostly with rappers, mm. right? Because if rappers hold themselves and rapping is a very arrogant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, music kind of style anyhow but for me i just don't like it i don't like when they're overly arrogant or i also don't like either when you can see like a rapper but he still he can't change his ways because to me like what a waste of talent six nine like you're a fucking multi-millionaire and you still can't get out the hood and now you're gone right so you know what i mean like stuff like that so yeah, I'd have to say it. I'm very, I'm extra judgmental when it comes to rappers. And I can imagine that because you partake in the art yeah. form, and and, yeah. and that's you know I, I get that I get I, I can I can totally see that. Right. Uh, what the interesting point that you brought up with Michael was when you were talking to your friends, which I ran into a lot of this too, and especially with my wife, mm -hmm. and which. Uh, you know my wife, Raina, right? Uh, Raina Mystique? Yeah. yeah. So that's oh my, my wife. Oh my gosh. Okay. Is it really? Yeah, that's my wife. Holy fuck. <laughs> okay. You so, have the cutest son in the world. Oh yeah, Bishop is amazing. And today was his first day of school. Was he? He's probably so excited, huh? He was. He, was, he fucking ripped it up. He ate. Yeah. It was awesome. He ate all his lunch. Except for his gummy bears, and I was like, hell yeah, because he had like blueberries and shit, and God like, damn it, I raised he, that, <laughs> right? Hell yeah, and, I was, and, and then he comes out, he's like, well, I didn't have enough time to finish it. The bell rang, and I had to go <laughs> to class, and 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 like the first thing I was made, he's like, school is amazing. That, that's the very, that's very nice. But I I I actually want want to get back to the dark stuff, right? With his, um, with Michael Jackson, the the funny thing with Michael Jackson. Is that I mean he did I know he's he's dead and so there's no like sort of holding him accountable for anything right. other than people choosing not to listen to him anymore right. or support the you know the dynasty but I mean there was a lot of people who were like either looking the other way or who didn't want to believe it or was like and, and like it's still up for debate whether mm -hmm. it's true or not right. I mean because you know there's a lot of conflict in that but what I did see was this this um, 
um, this just blatant disregard for it. Um, and and I'm not trying to throw my wife on the bus because she'll admit all of this <laughs> publicly. <laughs> but she but this is what she said. She's like, even if Michael Jackson did it, he didn't do it. Right. He didn't do it. And, and like right. to me, there's there's a psychopathy there. There's there's <laughs> there's a pathology there that is. That is uh, uh, that reflects a lot of what society is doing. Yeah. I mean, for my wife especially, and, and and my wife is very very vocal about her blackness and the yeah. black community, and and you know as she should be. Um, so she's very much uh, she's very much protected community type of right. person, and and right. I I don't have a problem with that at all. It's just I do have a problem when when it's like. You can't just not recognize it. You right. know what I mean? You have to at right. least recognize that it is a possibility. Right. And then for like a whole a whole world to sort of do that, just like not even recognize it. And then and then there are people who are like, that's just awful. I'm done with them. There mm -hmm. are people who did that, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's it I think the scary thing for the human race is once you recognize something, you have to take decisive action. Yes. And people don't like to do. People that. don't like to do that <laughs> at all. You know. Well, and and you know, like people let uh, a tooth decay in their mouth because they just don't want to face exactly. the drill. Exactly. And it's like exactly. people people just be oppressed because they don't. Well, because they that's all they know. Yeah. You know, no. and, and, and literally. <laughs> this started off fun. Uh, Abby, thank you so much for joining oh, us. Oh, of man. course. Like, it, you, uh, you you came directly from work, and so I appreciate you coming down into the dungeon that is the West Absolutely. Branch Library, which which is amazing. I love the library. Um, All of my aunts, for the majority, and some of my cousins are actually all librarians. And um, it just, every time I go to a different library, it, it astounds me what they have to offer just in terms of resources. So I'm very pro library. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I I actually got this email from the library of them bashing Macmillan. Macmillan? 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 It's a publishing company. <laughs> Macmillan has decided that they're going to um, stop uh, allowing the library to buy um, multiple copies of book, uh, of audiobooks. And so they're only gonna have. You can uh, fucking get them all for free anyway. Right, but but not everybody has that capacity or yeah, has right. the ability or you know or is ignorant to that. Right. is what I'm trying to say. Not that they don't have the capacity to go out and fucking pirate books <laughs> or whatever. But um, uh, I just uh, I just thought it was a horrible thing for that company to do because. Uh, audiobooks have jumped in popularity and, and they've been selling and, and Audible has become right. this huge market. And and so it's become this crazy market along with podcasts and, um, you know, the whole technology revolution of yeah. information exchange. But I thought it was so foul that they would they would stop allowing the library to buy several copies. And, and they're only allowing one copy at a time now. Mm -hmm. And it's only to, to create more profit. Right. And... I feel like that they're cutting off information um, to a public resource that is so yeah. it's so important to any community. I just want to know who like which asshole decided that. Like, well, yep, cut it for the library all over the nation. Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck the library. Yeah, like, who is that? This That's who library. we need to find. Who made that decision? <laughs> These crooked librarians <laughs> and their fucking agendas. Right. It's it, no, and like like it. 
for whatever reason, and it's not like it's the most serious thing in the world, but like for whatever reason in that moment, it really pissed me off. Like it really was like, what a fucking blatant disrespect to your fellow human beings. Exactly. Like why why would you do that? Like exactly. I, I know that corporations have to have continuous gl- growth for them to, you know, function it, the way that they need to function. That's whatever. I mean, that's a whole nother discussion. But I don't... When it comes to, so, when it comes to like public resources and, and you're you're constraining that, right. I feel like you're you're stepping over a line and and you're you're keeping information from people. Right. And and when you start blocking information, that's when and, and stop sharing information. That's when fucking tyranny comes. Yeah. And I know that's a big jump from McMillan. Yeah, you're for sure a conspiracy theorist, huh? <laughs> well, no, because the, because. <laughs> It's pretty proven when you when you cut off resources in yeah. any community, oh, absolutely, y- it falls the fuck apart. Absolutely, um, you look at the worst communities in the in the country, you know, in like South Chicago or Baltimore. Right. You know these resources, these these community resources have been drained right. and corruption, and, and 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 there was like blatant racist shit going on, yep. like like literally race, like people going. And and blockbusting and, and in Baltimore where they're telling people that you know the blacks are moving in you might want to you sell yeah. their house now so you don't have to live with black right. people like these were literally things that were done so it is ingrained in that culture yeah. uh, all over the country absolutely. Uh, that's absolutely undeniable but it's but you see that these 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 little communities or big communities. They they suffer because they they have there's no resources for them to give back right. to them, uh, food deserts, uh, you know like there's no nutrition. How can these kids even fucking think straight? Right. And 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 meanwhile we have like these regime change war things going on to steal from Tulsi Gabbard. Is that her name? Tulsi, that the one of the candidates. Yeah. She was she calls them regime change wars, which I think is amazing because that's exactly what it is. This is war for resources and, and regime changes to get said resources into our hands. You right. know, so it's like we are putting people in power so we can get their shit. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that always how it goes? Uh, it is. You know, it, for the most part, it is. It's the it's it's the imperial growth, but it's uh, <laughs> right. But but we're. We're starving our fucking yeah. our, our 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 children right. and our and our and our fucking communities because it, it just it, corruption and diversion of money and funds and stuff. Right. <laughs> it's it's a it's it's infuriating because that's where it goes. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, I, and I know it's just Macmillan doing this, and they're just trying to make more money. But it's a start. But and that's it's a, a scary start. thing. It's a start, and right. it's the same way with. I mean, you're saying that's not so PC, and then um, before we got started, yeah, and um, you know, like that's another aspect of like people trying to control what people are saying. Right. It's like it, there is common decency, mm-hmm. I think, for people to respect. Yeah. But I also don't like being told what to say and not to say, and and who's making these decisions, and, right. how, and you know how far is this going to go? And when you see like countries like Canada actually passing laws where they are, you will go to jail if you say something. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. That's scary. That's right. that's scary because that's that's not that's just right over there. Well, even with the whole entire abortion thing mm-hmm. getting very irate down south, it wasn't necessarily. I mean, it was fucked up all the way around, Gross. but the most fucked up part was the fact that all somebody had to do was sign a piece of paper to make 
those regulations that tough. Yeah. That's all. It was in some old white man's hand to sign a piece of paper to restrict a woman's body. That's the scariest fucking part. Absolutely. Same thing. Like, that's kind of like right. somebody who's gets making some, these decisions. Yeah. Like, you, you get to withhold knowledge mm. from people. Who makes that decision? Yeah. That's a scary scary yeah, thing to exactly think about. exactly if, if some old white crusty fuck is down right. south <laughs> has this fucked up biased opinion about people right. and women especially uh, no go fuck yourself yeah, that's exactly. bullshit it's like it there there has to be balance and i get it and and i'm not saying the banning abortion is the balance that is not the balance that right. is so far off the balance uh, but there has to be there has to be the the fucking liberals who are fucking, you know, for the people and like for equality. There has to be that. And then there has to be conservatives who have like conservative spending and blah right. blah blah. And, and and not here to shit on either side at this point. But <laughs> but I think that it, it, it is important to have that balance and and right now there is a real unbalance. Oh yeah. A huge unbalance. Oh, and yeah. so you see that you see the you see how the radical left is sort of making a stand right now mm-hmm. and 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 i do see the result of that and i don't know do you have you seen the result of I because mean, uh, for example i've seen the result of people being called out right you know uh and and um <clears throat> what i'm talking about is locker room talk right um even down to the locker room talk i've been in the locker room with old white men and i live in oregon yeah. which is just yeah. mostly old white men <laughs> <laughs> uh my street is lined with like fucking rebel flags and trump flags it's crazy right. <laughs> i'm not I bet. what street do you live on uh, i can't say it's oh. it's against policy <laughs> okay. uh, but <laughs> i was gonna say i my girlfriend lives out in oregon too we live right off navarre yeah i yeah. mean it's going further out kind okay. of but okay it's, yeah it, it mean like i'm kind of out in the sticks and right. that is, for whatever reason as it gets more rural it gets more racist oh of course <laughs> like it they don't does. have internet or something right. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's uh oh fuck i forgot what i was talking about you were saying <laughs> <sighs> oh locker room talk yep locker room talk uh so uh, I I'm in the locker room at the gym, and I, I I honestly hear old white men correcting the way that they talk, yeah, and just referring to people and re- you know like in it, I am seeing the direct result of yeah. this call out culture that's developing or right. is in full f- swing I should say, right. uh, so there is a lot of positive uh, benefits of that or uh, results of that, but then. Right you know it kind of can go a little too far and then in comes the conservatives who are kind of like this is maybe a little too far yeah, but i'm not i'm not sticking up for conservatives at yeah. all but uh, in any case balance it's unbalanced but seem, something seems to be working. So it maybe things I are agree. shifting back. I, think, I agree. I like to think that things are getting better maybe. The cool thing what i'm seeing is for example um well the cool thing that i'm seeing is that this call-out culture is making a difference exactly how you said. And even those um, hard-right conservatives who want to be, like, racist and want to be derogatory, they will only do that in a group of other derogatory people. Mm. But you see, like, you know, if you get one of them, they're really afraid to honestly say things the wrong way. So, for example, um, me and my girlfriend, we were just at one of her family parties, and her grandma has a boyfriend who's old and white and um, Christian. So the trifecta. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect story. Yeah. And uh, we 
where me and her were just sitting on the couch and I was laying my head on her and apparently he got super uncomfortable mm -hmm. and he was, you know, pissed about it all like for a couple of days, I guess. And the grandma had to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he was like, well, it made me really uncomfortable that they were sitting like that on the couch. But my point is, motherfucker, you didn't say nothing. You didn't say nothing. And you know that even if you did, mm. you weren't going to be right. Right. You know? Right. So there has to be something fundamentally deep down inside where right. they know that what's going on is wrong. Right. Or at least their opinion doesn't need to be said or right. heard at N that moment. Now, on the other side of that, do you think that that breeds a certain kind of anger and a certain kind of resentment oh, that yeah. where people in Absolutely. groups can make a lot of trouble? Absolutely. Well, yep. Where, where there's light, there's dark vice yeah. versa and i do and that's why it does it does breed um a certain type of hate that is explosive mm -hmm. when it comes to surface but i think what would be perfect is like i just said like he knew that his opinion was not going to be important in that moment yes so if that's something that makes you upset outside of whatever by all means you can be upset about that. We live we live in America. You can think what you want, but people have to understand both left and both right, right, left, that nobody wants to hear your opinion <laughs> all the time. No. Seriously, and 90% of the time, it's better if you just hold it in because perception is reality, period. And what I, whatever I think is right, you might not think is right. No matter my arguments, no matter if it's fucking scientific, if you don't think it's right, it's not right to you. Yeah. So a lot of times opinions are just like. Assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got them. Yeah, exactly. And they all smell bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think if we get to a balance where people understand, like, think what you want to think. If you want to be racist, if you want to be homophobic, that's fine. But understand that your opinion does not need to be said or heard. Right. And if and if you do think it needs to be said and heard, then you will have to accept the social ramifications exactly. of that. Exactly. And not and not fucking I don't know. Same I things. Mean, if I go out and steal, I might come away with a candy bar, but I might get arrested too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah, for sure. For I, sure. Yeah. I mean, say the wrong shit in the wrong in front of the wrong right. people. Exactly. <laughs> it, there's there's the instant ramifications. Right. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's been a it's it's a bit contentious out there, right? But I would like to know a little bit about you, uh, yeah. uh, what, and a little bit about your history. What do you have a musical lineage in your family at all? Oh, um, not directly. My immediate family, like my mom, my dad, and my brother, were, well, my mom's Mexican, so she she's a Mexican mom. But <laughs> my dad and my brother were both athletes. So actually, I was a basketball player. <laughs> I just. I just yeah, Thank you keep going. <laughs> Actually, I was a, I was a basketball player up until um, really like my sophomore year at college. That's when I like became a rapper mm. or an artist. Um, my grandpa he he played Mexican music his whole life. He played the accordion and the oh, bass, awesome. and he was a singer. Um, but like, no, not really. No. You know, not when so I think about it. Not directly, but uh, there is a lineage out there. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, going beyond your grandfather, is there like music in his family? Like, do you know? <sighs> Shit. No, I don't. Hmm. No, he, he doesn't know his dad. Like, they can't. He, I shouldn't say this. His dad came straight from Mexico. Yeah, my mom came straight from yeah, Mexico. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I, I don't know. He, he never knew his dad. Um, but I think when, like, in the Mexican culture, music is just really important to you regardless. Like, yeah, you absolutely. grow up. 
I mean, that could be all cultures, but for me specifically, I think that's what did it. And I was just um, really exposed to a whole entire variety of artists. Um, and that really made me appreciate music. So was there uh, always music in the house? Is, yes. So there's always music yeah. playing or there was always a musical influence. Exactly. Yeah, because my, none of my family, none of my immediate family, my sister a little bit, but she's she's more of a left brain kind of person yeah um but she's also super creative too i, I that was i'm the thinking. same way yeah she fucking she's she's super fucking she she can math it all day but she's fucking a great actress too. right um which is a new development in her That's life awesome. but uh is it okay if i return this please do please do it goes off every 30 minutes yeah yeah those fucking dslrs and this one does it too this fucking sony and this is mirrorless which yeah, so, yeah, Oh, Whatever nice. Well, it just means that there's no mirror where it the lens... more light or something like that, I right? I guess. And it, I thought it made for smaller bodies, but I guess... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I honestly don't know what the, the answer is yeah, there. But, do I. Uh, um, oh, shit. Well, here we are again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry that I'm relying on my guests to keep it's me okay. on fucking... I like it. You were saying that your sister is endeavoring and acting. Yeah, she's a lot. Oh, but I was just telling you about my history. Uh, my dad could play chopsticks. That's about it on piano. <laughs> and my mom, she was a big fan of music. Yeah. Uh, like anytime there's like uh, a mariachi or something, like she just sits there and like it's literally like this. <laughs> and she'll just throw 20s at him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like she just melts the pieces. So music, it, my dad was a huge audiophile. He loved music. He had thousands of records we used to crate dig like all the time i was yeah. a little kid just looking for jazz and shit it was it was an awesome upbringing it was a great way to learn about music but there was no direct influence but right. it, but there is like a huge on both sides there's like a lots of art there's yeah. lots of there's dancing arts there's politics and shit of course and um and this is all come from the mexican side and my white side has fucking has a like uh, prodigies in it and shit mm -hmm. like just people who could just sit down and, and start jam playing. all day yeah huh? and so like it, it's it's interesting to see where people come from so so you had a lot of music in your life and and and, and that sort of informed you so was hip-hop always like one of the um actually r&b um is what i kind of related to most mm -hmm. uh which i kind of it kind of reflects on your music because you have a lot of those like you you rap but then you sing yeah. really pretty trust and, me if i if i could i rap due to my lack of um ability to sing <laughs> but you do sing right you're yeah you're the one singing I, well, on it, those. I have to it's so funny i don't consider myself a singer but everybody else considers me a singer so it's like uh, something i have to be like yeah i, I sing you, you got that one sexy ass song with um i my wooch or mooch or oh wooch? yeah <laughs> my boy wooch okay yes wooch. desert eyes yeah exactly yeah. so like so like you got some chops so right you got some chops you're not you're yeah. not you're not yeah i'm not bad i've been it's something that i've been working on and i've been i've been more comfortable identifying myself as a singer yeah. and a rapper so i don't i definitely don't have any shame about it anymore but it was something i definitely had to get used to just because Which, when you listen to people like fucking aretha franklin and like those are singers you yeah, know and yeah. then to be like yeah i'm a singer it, <laughs> it, it was a little weird but uh well it's all it's everybody's art yeah exactly it's like it, i i get where you're coming from because like i just recently started singing on stage with yeah. one of these one of the bands i play with and 
it was just like got thrown into it and right. it's just like no you gotta sing bro here's your mic <laughs> i'm like what okay i'm here just to play but okay so I've kind of embraced it and tried. I'm trying to get yeah. better at it, but like God, it's so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it is. It's like it's and it's so funny because what I'm learning and the more people that I interact with and artists and everything is really there's really like no such thing as a bad singer. All you have to do is find your pitch mm. and you know what key you're supposed to be in. Yeah. And if when you find your voice, anybody can hold a note. Yeah. I feel. So. Yeah, I, I think so too. But it is very vulnerable. Um, my wife is a vocal teacher, so she <laughs> she has that same philosophy as like everyone can everyone can learn. Right. But she has had very very difficult students. Mm-hmm. But they stuck with her for like two years, and like after two years, finally had a breakthrough. Yeah, because I remember she would come out and be like, "Wow, that was really." <sighs> That was really hard. <laughs> and she's a very positive person and very right. encouraging person and would never sit come out and just shit on her students. Right. Just want everyone to know that. <laughs> that she is not evil like that. Uh, but <laughs> she uh but she is she will recognize when she is faced with a with, challenge. Yeah, with a challenge. Yeah. And 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 then I remember the day she came out and she was like she's like oh my God, I had the greatest lesson ever. And she was just like, you know, like she's just so... That was more a challenge for her then than it was for that student probably. It was. And and, and you got to give it up to the student and to have the tenacity to keep, keep bringing going. their ass back, yeah. to the, right. back to her because, my God, like that for two years, like I don't know... I don't know if um, when I first started playing music, if it took me two years to get a, a decent sound on my right. instrument. I don't know if I would have stuck with it. Right. But I only, completely agree. But only because I, I, well, I can't, I just, I have short attention span anyways. Yes. So it's like, fucking, if it's not, if it's not jiving right away, yeah. I'm out. I'm the same way. I'm out. So. And <laughs> it, it, it actually comes to a fault that I'm like that <laughs> right now <laughs> in my just life. Like, Fuck it, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> For real, I get, I just, I dabble into so much shit, do so many things, and then I, honestly, I'm pretty decent at a lot of stuff, mm. but that's a problem. Yeah. Because then I just don't know which one to take seriously. Holy shit. Not. No, I have the same shit because yeah. it's like, well, I'm a multi-instrumentalist, so I think it, I'll, I'll like start getting real deep on guitar mm-hmm. and I'll just like go deep, deep, deep hours, hours, you know, days, days, days into just learning s- one specific thing. Right. And then like it shifts and then it's like to the piano and right. I'll <laughs> dig, dig, and it's just where my interest goes. Yeah. Like I can't control it. But what ends up happening is the the shit that I really worked hard on the guitar mm-hmm. ends up going to shit. Yeah. And then, you know, like, and so like I'm constantly jumping on all these instruments and 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 devoting my time each one in these very separate ways and and like uh, it's just been a slow rise yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then i add on like i'm getting into photography and now i'm like editing <laughs> videos yep. and shit like that, what the fuck is going exactly like so me. so it's so uh, uh, so what were you a good student were you a good <laughs> student i don't like no <laughs> did you like school loved school you loved school loved learning I don't want to sound conceited here, but I feel like I'm one of the smartest people I know. But <laughs> that's that's I've that's awesome. as I've always been extremely average in school. Hmm. Um, I don't know even the classes that I like, that I like really loved. 
I was like pulling C's. Mm. And it was always because I just didn't do my homework. Yeah. I just it's don't. So stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, and just like missing work and incomplete work and not going. Mm. Honestly, I have a hard time. I've always had a hard time going to school. Yeah. I mean, that's why I don't work at anywhere <laughs> other for myself because <laughs> yeah. I can't. Seriously. Like it just doesn't yeah, work out. Waking up at. No, I can't. I just can't be told what to like. No. It's hard. I but it. um, yeah, so no, school it, School was never a struggle for me. Um, it just wasn't something I excelled at, Yeah, honestly. I was always a socialite. Mm. I like school for that reason. Uh, what, what school did you go to? Um, I graduated from Whitmer. Whitmer? In, in 2015. What the fuck? Oh, Whitmer. It's uh, the north? Is, or is um, that it's like, uh, honestly. Is that on Lexus? No, Auckland? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, okay, right yeah. off of a Lexus. That's where my nephew went. You might know my nephew. Um, his name is Marcus Flynn. Maybe you don't. Marcus no. Flynn. Wh- no. The thing is, Whitmer's so big. Yeah. And I was an athlete. Yeah. So it's like... Oh, he was in the drum. Or not the drum. He was in the marching band. But Okay. Uh, how old are you? Do you mind? Yeah, I'm 22. I will be 23 on Christmas Eve. Oh, okay. And he's 24. So you guys probably just didn't know each yeah. other. He was he little, is a couple grades yeah, older. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, Whitmer. Yeah, it was a nice school, right? Like, Loved it. I, heard, I had I heard the best time of my life there. I mean, well, one of the best times. <laughs> if I could get back a week of senior year. I was very blessed. I didn't have a horrific high school experience That's like good. a lot of people experienced. I was very um, I was very blessed with yeah. like my friends. Well, you, you had a mind. You probably have a sense of humor. Yeah. Um, you were probably able yeah. to kind of shift into other social circles if you needed to. You're absolutely sort of right about masks. that. And you're right. I did have a sense of humor like... I used to get made fun of a lot for being gay. I didn't know I was gay in high school. Oh, people would just make fun of you? Cause yeah, you, they'd be you, like, bro, when are you going to come out? And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I'm not gay yet. I don't know. I'm not gay and yet. And that first come day on, of bro. college, I was like, damn, I'm gay. Oh, I'm like, hell right. gay. All right. <laughs> but yeah, so I had a good sense of humor too. I, I think about that often because I look back, like there was some incidents where I'm like, damn, that was kind of bullying yeah but it's all about perception yeah shit was funny yeah i mean to me you know but yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't was it like your worst enemy coming up to you yeah. like yeah well you could come out right <laughs> yeah it was honestly just like a good roast like yeah. damn they didn't have to roast well me good like roast that. it should cup deep yeah but exactly you should, but you, you know? should have a you should be like all right all right all right <laughs> exactly it should, this should hold a bit of truth to it right and 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 that's probably well that's what cuts deep uh yeah, well, <laughs> my family, well, my wife, her family, this is how they resolve problems. Yeah. Is just sit there and, and roast shit each talk each other. Truth and comes like, out. And like, and like, just, like, just fucking like ruthless, like right. ruthless, like, like bringing up shit they did at little kid shit. Like <laughs> they don't <laughs> give a fuck. It is awesome. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of how my family functioned a little bit. My dad had a sense of humor. But he was kind of he was kind of dick at sometimes. So yeah. he, his cut too deep. You know when it gets too real, it's like, oh shit, yeah, fuck you. Like chill. All right, yeah, chill the fuck <laughs> out, dude. Yeah, my dad is my dad was a he was a Division One football player. Oh, he actually got recruited by Nick Saban, which is the head coach at Alabama right now. Um, and so he was super hard. Mm. Um, in all aspects, like super hard on me. Honestly, about everything except for fucking school. <laughs> now that I think about it, yeah. nobody was really on me about that shit. But he was always like, even today, dude. Like, at I took one of his fucking blender cups, and he called me. 
I guess I didn't fucking teach you a thing about responsibility yet. You're still irresponsible as fuck. Don't you know not to... Like, dude, I took a cup. Like, I live with you. I will bring it back home. <laughs> so, there it goes, man. Yeah. So he's like... But it's cool because... It's like I said, it's all about how you take things. I I don't think there's anybody else that could be more real or raw with me. Mm. And that's why I think it's really hard to hurt my feelings just cuz he yeah. does it all the time. Yeah, you live with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like can you, you know? top my dad? Exactly. No. Okay, well that was kind of funny, but exactly. you don't know what fucking roast right. is, bro. <laughs> right. But it that made me so resilient like him being just really raw and real and it's just it's also that football like mm mentality that he kind of raised us all mentality yeah I like, that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no i get it i have, I have a friend who um who shakes his dad's hand he does oh, not okay. hug it's like how you doing son it's right, that right. same thing he was a football player dad was a football player and, right you know they lifted weights together yeah, exactly he still has like a still has a hard time telling people how he feels right <laughs> But but uh, he's like one of my best friends, so like I love him to death. Uh, so so high school was a good time, and it, you were fine with it. And then so college, you got to college, and then so what was the what was the switch that flipped? Like oh shit, I do I I can do things uh, like I I can be creative, or I mean like um, did you have any kind of creativity? Well, actually, in high my school? my yeah. Well, yeah, high school, I started off as a DJ. Okay. Um, so in high school, I started DJing parties like my junior year, so when I was 17. And then by the time my senior year came around, I was like really into it, honestly. So, um, But like I said, I was a basketball player, so being a, a recording artist was not even on the forefront of my brain at all. Um, and then my freshman year, I played basketball in defiance at defiance college oh okay so it was a small little division three um and i hated it oh yeah i Mm. hated it and uh i don't i didn't i just knew it was an overwhelming feeling of like oh my god like i am not supposed to be here yeah in defiance ohio (laughs) (laughs) on the top bunk with the ceiling one foot away from my head so what happened is i really just started dabbling thank you i appreciate that so i was running well um so i started just uh dabbling recording and everything on GarageBand, and i made my very first song before my english exam i got hammered made my first song and i was like oh my gosh like this is <laughs> this is the, you're this, all this like drunk too. You're like, yeah, yeah this is the shit. <laughs> Telling everybody come in my dorm room, like, listen to this shit. But I mean, was it? Honestly, if I wouldn't, obviously, I wasn't on right. what I'm on now. Of but course. if I recorded it at like the level that I'm at now, I think it'd still be a pretty good song. Yeah, honestly. Well, I mean, and it's like you you can't be too hard on yourself when right. you're first starting on anything right. because no one's great at anything mm-hmm. exactly unless there's some kind of fucking freak of nature which is you know that's what happens, happens. it happens but it's it uh so so you dj so you did have some sort of creative outlet oh, in, yeah. in high school and you're just going to parties and oh, doing yeah. that and then so so then did you stop kind of djing and you just went full into basketball or was it just, yeah, I guess so, it was a big change going to So freshman defiance. year of college, like whether you're at JUCO, D3, D2, D1, if you're an athlete, 
that's your fucking life. Yeah. That's literally, like, when they say it's a full-time job, being an athlete, a collegiate athlete, is your full-time job. Just like I'm sure it is if you're in band or something like that. I just have always been an athlete. Um, so I... What was the question? Oh, <laughs> oh well, I, I was asking if you were still DJing when you got to college, but you were saying that basketball took over your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So basketball really um, fucked me over, like, in the creative aspect. But it built a lot of character. But that's another story. Um, well, yeah, I mean, no, absolutely, because yeah. fucking... Um, there's something to be said about team sports and oh, learning absolutely. how to take a win and how to take, take a, a loss. loss. Absolutely. And, and, and having good sportsmanship absolutely. And, and being a respectable human being to another to an opponent. Yep, you hit it on the fucking head. Again, yeah. that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole other talk. Well, um, I mean that I, I think a lot of that lacks in what we have going on today. Right. It's like uh, this and I was never a competitive sports player. I mean, yeah. I was a fat little turd just like <laughs> yeah, I was like 320 in high school. So really? like yeah, it was fucking ridiculous. So I wasn't running anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> fucking so like but as I got older and you start to see uh how you know like because music is very competitive mm -hmm. and that's when i learned how to do yeah. that and i learned very slowly oh, and yeah. painfully and and mostly drunk and high on drugs so <laughs> so it was a very long learning curve for me and i will tell you i tell i tell my girlfriend this all the time when you're in art when i because i just i i owned a studio mm -hmm. um last year and i i had the opportunity to meet a lot of amazing people but man you know when someone is was just raised selfishly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what sports gives you. I mean, team sports. Mm -hmm. You learn not to be selfish and you learn to be humble and you just, you know, there's just like, I don't know, just certain things that are instilled in sports that go with you the rest of your life. But you can tell when a little spoiled, arrogant fuck walks in there and just thinks he's a million dollars. Yeah. You know, it definitely shows, so. Yeah, it, yeah, I mean, it's like... Uh, uh, sports are a great option for somebody who has parents who are, might be a little too apathetic to be parents, you know, yeah. who are just who are just maybe they're right. just own in their own shit and right. they don't really pay attention to you, so they don't teach you shit. Yep. And so like oh, you're left to the fucking the yeah. wolves, and uh, you know, and and that kind of attitude doesn't really get you that far. No, you know what I mean? Like especially if you don't have the talent to back it up. Right. And a lot of time that's posturing. I mean, yeah. most most people that I know who are excellent at what they do are some of the most humble people yeah, now there are some who are very high level who are just cocksuckers but <laughs> they're, <laughs> but they're like but it's a uh, you know it's part of part of it too you know they just didn't get their ego in check yeah but but you know whatever I, they're I still great <laughs> and i would i will say drake is my all-time just like my favorite for the simple fact that every interview you watch of him, he's well-spoken. He's smiling. He's engaged. He's He has a businessman mentality. Every he has time a Canadian he, accent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And every time you see him out, he wears maybe like one, you know, just typical gold chain. Or, mm -hmm. I mean, I guess he has his times where he's flashy, but I, I like that humbleness. Same thing with John Mayer. Oh my god, yeah. Like that motherfucker like he would be walking in the library right now and pe some people probably wouldn't even know who he is. I, I don't want to crush your dreams, but um, no. fuck it. I've heard multiple stories that John Mayer's a, 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 a dick. big asshole from yeah. people from people who've like I I who've been directly Actually, yeah. You know. I so but, have I. But I mean, all that aside, he, 
anybody who's willing to make fun of themselves like like John Mayer, right. he will make fun of himself. There has to be some good in that yes. because he, that right. there's some kind of humble into that. And and the same thing with Drake. Uh, <laughs> have you seen that Chris Brown video? Where yes, I of love course. that video. My, my See, wife he's just, a goofball. You yes, know? yes, and he's such a dork. Yes. Like that, that. Like that's the great part about it is like he's like a he's. He's a fucking nerdy artist. He's a Jewish, black, <laughs> Canadian comedian. <laughs> yeah, who can also yeah, do like, some other that's stuff? That's <laughs> like that's Drake and his rawness, and I like that he's very vulnerable with it. Mm -hmm. Same thing in his music. That's also why I love his music, and because not because it's emotional and like sad girl shit, but he's just fucking vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. And to me, when you can step up to your vulnerabilities, that's power. Absolutely. You know, so Absolutely. I really respect that, and I tr I try to mock that and mimic that as much as i possibly can yeah that aspect of him at least so yeah for sure man like it, it, it that that that's what i love about this new generation of especially with the new generation of hip-hop yeah. where they're where it's not just all posturing and it's all about my money or right. it's all about fucking bitches and you know whatever it is whatever that was yeah it's 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 developed into this like hey it's okay to cry <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> and uh i had nightheart in here and like that dude is so smart and he is so fucking young and like he's gone through so much shit yeah and he recognizes it and he's able to step back and fucking analyze it right at his age i was analyzing fucking prescription pills you know what i'm saying <laughs> like i wasn't fucking doing shit Exactly. I was fucking just doing yeah. the most and and ignoring all that all that right. sadness and all that pain and all the shit that that is inevitably life is going to serve to you and, and and it took me a very very long time. So I yeah. I really can appreciate <clears throat> Cause I'm an older guy. I'm 36, so fucking, you know, like I've seen several generations now. So to see these young cats come up and, and be able to uh, look at themselves and, and really think about themselves and how they act with people and how they fuck it and how they act with themselves and and what they're really feeling and and like it's 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 astounding to me because that yeah. wasn't my generation at all right. and. I mean, I don't even know what was going on with fucking Spice Girls. Like, <laughs> that was what yeah. I had, you know? Spice Girls yeah. and, like, Dre Chronic 2001, which was amazing. <laughs> but, like, but still, like, it still goes back yeah. to that old paradigm of, like, fucking bitches and money and gangster shit. And, and that still is so still relevant and still in the milieu. But it's, uh, but, but to, for the, for the, for a, uh, genre of music, like hip hop and rap that came comes from such a gritty and you got to be hard you can't be right. you can't be showing emotions and shit like right. to for it to break off into another subsect yeah uh, I think that's amazing and and what it's influencing this generation to do yeah because you know I mean as much as we I'm not saying that Dr Dre made you know people people go out and shoot other people right but there is a certain aspect of that music. That is reflective of, you know, the way they grew up, yeah. Dr. Dre grew up, and it reflects a lot of people's lives that uh, are growing up currently, and that can kind of influence that. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I used to listen to metal, and I used to just jump around my room and break shit, you know what I mean? Like, it, it I, does influence yeah. you to do oh, things. Oh, I work, it's so funny But I'm not blaming that. art for anything, by no, the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying there is something to be said about there's um I, it's funny that you said that i literally just tweeted like i said I've, I've been a dj um i still i don't dj as much but um 
I have a really good relationship with uh, like schools, like TPS schools. So a lot of times I just DJ like their little dances and the, things like that. Can you straighten it up? Yeah. Kind of. I'm gonna turn you up just a little bit, but keep going. I'm so sorry. No, you're okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, ma'am. Keep going. Um. So and and then I also about two years ago I also worked in a school as a case manager. Oh, sweet. And uh an elementary school and what i seen was that honestly the influence that music has on these kids is sickening yeah i mean they are a direct mimic of what they see and what they hear and a lot of the thing at, at that specific time was uh mask off by future mm. molly percocet yeah molly percocet so <laughs> it's just like you know, it's cool. I don't know. We're cool. It's cool to adults because we can fucking differentiate drugs from party music. Right, right. But these kids can't. Right. You know, and they're just a direct mimic of everything that they see, and it's scary. That is and scary. it's also beautiful in the same aspect, mm. but the unfortunate part was that at that time, that influence wasn't beautiful. Yes. You know, that, that was some bad shit. But even, like, now, like, man, they shit on me. They're like, why are you playing so much Drake? <laughs> every time i do i don't yeah. even care anymore because i'm not they want to hear like sada baby and just these like horrible like influences i think on 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 culture like you said it, it's okay um because whatever anybody's ref- rapping or whatever their art is or is a reflection of whatever they live they're going through or who they want to be mm. um but it, it, it's it's crazy to see the direct impact that it has on the youth. Absolutely. And, and, and like for me, when I was in college, like fucking Paris Hilton was this huge thing. Right. And it, I don't know if you remember Paris Hilton. Yeah. But she was like, she made. That's hot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> she made being, and which she's not in real life, which is crazy because the woman is rich. Maybe she is. But like she made being a ditzy girl who is, uh, who just. Um, you know, who's rich and is rude right. to people, and like she made the like like you saw a lot of girls reflecting mm-hmm. that behavior. So like it, it, you can't say that fucking you can't say it's it's not all culture. You, you can't blame it all on the culture and and, right. and the art, but you can't sit there and not say that it, yeah there, that there's some kind of influence. Right. You can't say that because it, it's obvious. You can see it. It's, yeah. it's fucking palpable. And it's just such a blurry line for me. Like, art is culture, vice versa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it's really hard to... It's dis- a reflection of itself. Exactly. Of both, it's, exactly. It's so like it's, a, mirror, it's really hard. Yeah. It's like really hard mirror. not to be like what you hear and what you see every right. single day, honestly. Yeah. So I get it. It was just sad to see, I guess, at that time. <laughs> of course. Like having a bunch of five-year-olds singing Molly, Molly Percocet. No, no. Yeah. And I've heard little girls singing. God damn it. What was it? There was a song that... Probably by Cardi B, huh? Yes, it was probably Cardi B. They're fucking... Rap- but but you see little girls rapping this mm-hmm. shit. And it's like, I don't know if little girls should be doing that. Right. But- but who am I to say that they shouldn't? Right. And then like, but maybe there should be a little balance to this shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but where is that balance? I mean, how do you how do you balance that out? How me and me and my brother, we argue about Cardi B. I don't. I love Cardi B for some reason. I, my wife is so into Cardi. I B. just think she's like, she's been her 
since day one mm-hmm. like she got she might have some fucking better writers or whatever she has now but you know what i mean like you watch interviews all across the board when she was a stripper bitch in new york she was had that same she, personality she, was doing, she yeah. just somebody you know she just had a hit she just yeah. came out with a hit and then her life changed um but i just respect it but my brother doesn't like it because he has a daughter who's 10 years old and he is like she's fucking ratchet <laughs> like everything she sings about is ratchet but it's really unfortunate because i there's not like a good positive rap and female influence right now. Hmm. It's all about popping pussy and yeah, sucking dick and then leaving him on red. What do you? <laughs> like, what do you? Well, what do you think of of the slut shaming aspect of that? Of that. And then it's hard again. Like it's a blurry line. Like okay, I guess I'm I'm all for women being um, sexually proactive. And everything like that but it is uh, it, like yeah i don't want to listen to uh cardi b's explicit versions with my niece in the back right you know i i just i yeah. don't it's um i don't know it gets really hard yeah especially when it comes through channels like music mm-hmm. because it's like oh my god i hate everything you're saying but i can't stop moving <laughs> i don't you know no absolutely and i have this same problem with well not same problem i guess it's not the same problem but i have this i really like working out the migos Okay, like yeah. I, I mean, like I know they they eat a lot of shit. They're very popular, but I mean, I know a lot of people shit on mumble rap and all that shit. Yeah. But oh wait, Migos doesn't mumble rap. I Fucking, thought they were mumble rap. You listen to, I want you to listen to Takeoff by himself. He's a phenomenal rapper. Okay, see, and, and if you dive into their lyrics, they're actually way more lyrical than people think. Mm. Quavo, I think, is the most mumblest rapper. I got of you. them. I don't know any of their names or <laughs> even any of their songs. I know like <laughs> stir, like stir fry, but yeah. like for me, like well, okay. So from an instrumentalist point of view, for me, when I listen to a song, lyrics are the f- last thing I'm listening mm-hmm. to. So like. W- it all becomes part of uh, just another melody that's on top of this layer right. of instruments. Yeah. And that's how I hear music. So, like, I don't ever, I'm never able to recite lyrics properly because I'm not fucking paying attention. I'm right. listening to how fucking hard that bass is knocking. See, it's, I'm listening to production. I'm listening to the hi-hats. And I'm listening to, I'm listening to, I'm, I'm deconstructing everything other than what they're saying. That's hilarious because I'm the exact opposite. Well, you're also a vocalist. Exactly. That's so cool. <laughs> it's so cool to yes, see, you know. Yes, yes. And you get that a lot with vocalists. Right. And you get that a lot with instrumentalists. Like, I don't give a fuck what they're saying. He said, I can't recite anything. I can't. <laughs> I don't like I can kind of rap some like Biggie Smalls I can kind of rap some Bone I can kind of rap some Dr. Dre and some Snoop if if you catch me on a good day but like anything that's new like nothing sticks anymore it's like I can memorize like Moana better like (laughs) (laughs) but that's because my son is it's on repeat or whatever but Disney makes hits bangers makes period Uh, I wasn't even mad that they added a new song to the Lion Lion King King. you can't I, I wasn't even mad I was mad when they added new songs to Aladdin. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I hadn't, I haven't seen Aladdin yet. You know, I, I didn't watch it when I was younger, though. Either, so maybe was, that's well, why. Yeah, yeah, you're in between those right. times. Yeah, for me, it was everything. Yeah, yeah, because like that's that was all new and awesome right. and big and on the big screen and stuff. But now yeah, I can see how it can fall through the cracks for the next generation. Right. Uh, so. In college, so what was it that sort of was like, <laughs> I hate basketball and fucking I need to figure something else out. I mean, like, what what was it that where you're like, I want to start writing poems and yeah. poetry and writing um, lyrics? And I, I have always been a writer, whether okay. it's um 
I can't. Let me turn that back on real quick. Sure, please. Um, I've always been a writer, whether I was able to identify it or not, mm. in, in hindsight. Um, I, I hurt my knee the last game that I played. It was the last game of the season, and I dislocated my knee. And then I got mono. So I was like kind of fucking bedridden for like a month and I just, a creative person has to create Mm. (laughs) or, or they will get depressed. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I just hadn't create, I I hadn't create, create, created anything. Yeah. in, In a very long time. And it was just hitting me and there's really no other way to explain it. I mean, I just remember the day I was just looking up like at the fucking ceiling, like, I'm not supposed to be doing this. And I didn't know if I wanted to go back home and be a DJ or wanted to go back home and be a rapper or, and I, at the time, all of those things kind of sounded absurd from you have four years at a college, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So, um, it, it really kind of just came to me as in a, in a, in an epiphany. I feel like when I created that song, and I just, the feeling that I got making it, the feeling I got when those lyrics just come in perfectly and that chorus is just like so sweet to your ears, <laughs> there's really not a better feeling. Yeah. Um, so I think at that moment, getting drunk and making that song before my English exam changed my life. Um, and that's when I knew I was just like, okay, so this summer I'm going to play with music as much as possible. And it was so up in the air if I was going to go back. But I knew in the back of my head I was I was gonna focus on creating and doing stuff with music. So yeah. So you just found so much more meaning in investing your time yeah. into creating music. So and- much, yeah, absolutely. So when I came home, I became a DJ. Yeah, I'm just curious. How yeah. did your parents take all of this? Uh, my mom, my mom's phenomenal. She supports anything I do. I think at this point, I've made like five different life changes <laughs> and she's just like whatever you want to do honey follow your dreams you know she's just <laughs> yeah. she's awesome my dad especially with basketball like that was a tough one because he knows that he knows the beneficial aspect of being in sports as long as possible because he got like he was an amazing football player but he got into some trouble mm. and so his career was cut extremely short and um he lived vicariously through me through my mm. sports career. I think yeah. as all you know, parents. Were you were you really good? I mean, I wouldn't say really good. <laughs> I mean, you were I was good go- enough to I get a scholarship. Um, well, D three, like you don't get scholarships really, but yeah. it it was like, yeah, I was good. Yeah, I was good. Yeah, but um, I was never as good as I could be because I never wanted to be. I never wanted to put the work in to be as good as I could be yeah. in basketball you know there wasn't so, that so drive you knew what the path was you're just like i don't yeah i mean really yeah you yeah like obviously that's a safe path and you know what i know safe going into professional sports is but right <laughs> but i mean well, I, I wouldn't have been a pro but it would have been safe in terms that it was a clear path to getting my undergrad yeah. to being involved in something yeah. you know for the next four years um but i've also never been a person like I jump into shit. I am not afraid to jump out the plane, as I as I call it. Like yeah. I'm I'm down. I'm ready to fail. I'm ready to learn. 
um because I, I i'm very resilient in that aspect that i'm just i'll take it as it comes and we'll learn if it fails so yeah um so yeah so when i came home i was uh i emailed every like ghetto ass bar like you guys need djs which i could look so fucking gay but being mexican and being a girl dj like you just get the most disturbing people (laughs) (laughs) talking to you so i learned real fucking quickly that i did not want to do that plus at that time too i wasn't really into like going like being up until four in the morning like that wasn't my my vibe um but i did dj long enough to get like recording equipment nice so then i you know got a little 50 dollar mic i bought logic and then from that point on it was just it was over from there just go just non-stop progression that's yeah. great. So, so do you do you produce your own beats and stuff too? I do not. So that's one thing I wish I I truly could do. I've never been an instrumentalist. Yeah. Um, I I might have picked up the guitar like a total of three months out of my lifespan, but it just never. It's really hard for me. Yeah. Um, I re- I really truly think I'm just a lyricist and a vocalist. Um, so no, I don't produce beats. I just started off doing like you know the YouTube stuff, mm-hmm. and just writing and creating songs and it got to a point do you remember real to real studios mm. it was out on angola i'm, I'm kind of new back to the area oh, so okay I don't really i've only been here for a couple of years okay yeah so i fucking moved back from california so. oh that's awesome so i was gone for like 13 years okay yeah and then, and so like so I came it, back. it's came and gone since then yeah so like i i, I don't know real to real but did they have a real to real like a tape <laughs> machine no oh they didn't oh <laughs> that's such a bummer right. <laughs> i love tape it was it was a really um high quality studio mm. so i got serious and it, it was like 45 50 bucks an hour or something mm-hmm. you know just something like that as a 19 year old yeah. I, I, I made the decision to invest in stuff like that. So then when, once you hear, and I promise you, you can suck, but once you hear yourself on professional equipment, it's so much different. It opens up. It's like one of those things, like you have to see it to believe it because if, if you never hear yourself at a high professional level, you will never think you, you can be at that level. Yeah. I guess. So it set a precedence. Yeah. So I was like, damn, this is what I could sound like. And honestly, in hindsight, the motherfuckers didn't even know how to mix or engineer (laughs) or, you know what I mean? So like they just had, were they unfamiliar with like hip hop and stuff like that? No, they were, they were, it was ghetto as fuck in there. Yeah. It was so so it was all hip hop. Yeah. So (laughs) it was like a lot of trap. They didn't really know how to mix to the vocals that I had and, all that other stuff. They just had nice ass equipment. Yeah. Which makes all the difference, honestly. Yeah. Um So yeah, and then I released my first song. It's called At the After Party on SoundCloud. And is that on Spotify too? No, no. it's not. Is this like a some This your- is like two thousand and seventeen. Oh okay. Like my very first song. Oh okay. and um People loved it. I mean, whether or not they were making fun of me, like, bro, this shit's hot. <laughs> but it boosted my ego, you know, and oh, it, it yeah. boosted my confidence and it got Goddamn me to right. where I am right now. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to play a song, and I'm sorry that I can't remember the name. It's the one where you're like, because I'm a player or something. I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, flip the script. No, yeah, flip okay. the script. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, can we? Do you mind if we play that song? Yeah, absolutely. Because that song fucking knocks. 
my son, me and my son after Absolutely. school today. We're fucking on the way and get his prescriptions. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna list the flip the script and then we'll be right back. Alright. I'ma hit your phone to vibe your interest with me. I'ma do a lot of things that you say you want me. I'ma need some space, ain't got no space out to break. I'ma flip the script, that's just supplier in me. That's just supplier in me, that's just supplier in me. I'ma flip the script, that's just supplier in me. I'ma need some space, ain't got no space out to breathe. That's yeah. just supplier yeah. in me, that's yeah. just supplier in me. Yeah. We vibing on a higher level, you look fast, your focus on the pedal. Yes, I feel when we're together, it's insane. Your mama and your friends, they keep asking for my name. But I'm just like, hey, baby girl. Let's keep it on the low, nobody gotta know I mean, who's to say that we won't face our problems down the road? Hey girl, take the bigger picture Stop going through my phone because them pics will get ya I think we should let this go Baby, I do appreciate everything you did for me I just don't see longevity And that's not who I am Maybe one day I'ma do a lot of things that yeah, you say you want me I'ma need some space, ain't got no space out to breathe I'ma flip the script, that's just supplier in me That's just supplier in me, that's just supplier in me I'ma flip the script, that's just supplier in me I'ma need some space, ain't got no space out to breathe That's just supplier in me, that's just supplier in me yeah. You know who I was before I walked up in your life I hate your ratchet little friends They spreading rumors, telling lies But they probably alright I hit that hole but only twice I was off so rock and sprite That shit had me gone all night Finding ways up in my phone Because you make yourself worry If you go digging for dirt You gonna get dirty I just take the facts, yeah I just tell the truth, I can't never lie, no No, not to you Baby, I do appreciate Just don't see longevity And that's not who I am Maybe one day, yeah, I'll stay Maybe one day, I might change I know you hate the games I play That's just who I am I'ma hit your phone to vibe your interest with me I'ma do a lot of things that you say you want me I'ma need some space, ain't got no space out to break I'ma flip the script, that's just supplier in me That's just supplier in me That's just supplier in me I'ma flip the script, that's just supplier in me I'ma need some space, ain't got no space out to breathe That's just supplier in me That's just supplier in me, yeah I just wanted to play that song. <laughs> I do want to talk about it, but um, I'm I'm just curious. Still on your journey here, so yeah. um, so you were you said you were a writer in one way or another. Were you like did you write poems and stuff? Yeah. Before? Okay, so you've always written like poetry yeah. and stuff like that in high school and, and, and uh, even younger than that. I'd say I probably started writing like maybe when I was in third grade. Okay. Um, whether it was just like poetry or. Jur- like journaling but even my journaling like i was very careful and strategic and you know what i mean it wasn't mm-hmm. like lols it was like <laughs> using fucking sophisticated words right, and right. stuff like that so i've always loved writing um essays and 
everything like that. So yeah, I was a writer for a very long time. Okay, so so this was kind of a natural fit for you to sort yeah. of walk into. I think and, so. And then, it, so so from real to real, you had you had some success with your song. What was the song called again? I'm sorry. At the after party. At the after party. And you know what? I won't sleep on it because I have people to this day that ask me to remake that song. <laughs> it's like you got to make it at the yeah, after party, like, bro. bro what, yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, what sticks out to me is that, that you have a hard time believing that you have talent. Yeah. Especially when people are, like, throwing it in your face. Oh, what, where do you think that comes from? You know, people keep saying that. <laughs> People, I, I'm the same way, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm people, not, I'm and not I guess anything. I don't realize it. Um, you know, that's a really funny question. I I don't know. I went through um, every time. It, it's so weird, and I don't know. I mean, you're you're an artist, so maybe you can resonate with it. Peaks and valleys. Mm -hmm. When I hit a peak for some fucking reason there's just this extraordinary valley that i go into and um i'm climbing myself out of it right now so maybe you're catching me at like a vulnerable moment where mm. i you know like um the last thing that happened was nightheart's birthday bash we sold it out i became the highest selling female solo artist ever in the city of toledo nobody's ever sold as many tickets as i did um it was a amazing show it was an amazing time and i feel like any other person would have just took that momentum and and run run with it and i just spiraled downward I'm just like fuck that yeah like it was just so weird what happened i was just making every excuse like oh i need to focus on school i need to actually you know start thinking about getting a real job and it was just so weird mm -hmm. and then you know you manifest your 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 thoughts so then more negative shit just started mm -hmm. happening to me and just spiraled me down deeper and um i just i don't know i got to a point where i was like yeah i don't know if music is for me and also i get really nervous about the fact that everything is so saturated right now yeah. and i think that um my subconscious fear is that i'm just gonna get lost in the noise yeah. And then I have the boss bitch side of me, which is like, you know, if some of these people can make it, bitch, so the fuck can you. Yeah. If Cardi B can. Yeah. Come from fucking nothing <laughs> like you. And I know, too, that you don't even have to be the most talented person in the room. Yeah. It's all about I'm a marketer. I'm a digital marketing coordinator. So I like I'm so interested in how social media is like so influential mm. and how you have to market yourself and that's really truly everything yeah. how, how you come across how you market yourself that's right. a lot of it and how you look of course um so i guess where that vulnerability comes from is just i don't know it's, it's it almost sounds like a fear of success because it because yeah. it's like anybody from the outside looking in like me right would be like take a look at your spotify take a look at your soundcloud and see your numbers because right. we're all looking at numbers and metrics of course and we're, it's not kidding anybody we're all looking at metrics and you know like your songs are legit and uh a, another thing i know is everything that you have released on spotify at least is like of radio quality right where right. a lot of times you get when you get independent artists they're just like yeah we're just throwing yeah, that shit, shit up there yeah, and I it's like yeah, I, I've been very careful about that. Well, and it shows. Right. And so I see someone who's 
if they want to keep really working and, mm-hmm. and really diligently working, I see someone who has who has a real clear future in this. Right. To whatever extent, uh, however lucky you get, I don't know. Right. Because the luck and talent kind of have a lot to do with each other. Absolutely. But um, you know, like I, I definitely could see someone going out and creating a, a life out of this, yeah. and and at least at the very least be able to travel around right. and fucking do your shows, sell your albums, be you, be the person you want. Absolutely. Um, do you think that 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 is scary in some way to you? Like, do you, I mean, because it just seems like success is is a little bit overwhelming, maybe. Right. I don't know if you've ever said you know thought what? about my, this. It, it, it's yeah. Well, my dad always used to tell me that I'm afraid of hard work, mm. and he's right. <laughs> <laughs> i mean seriously when it comes to anything like it it, when it gets to a specific point like all right bitch you're gonna have to dedicate some hours you don't want to yeah you're going to do some things you don't want to do i get a little nervous i get a little scared even if i don't mean to yeah like it's weird that i'm admitting this like right here because that's just is that uncharacteristic yeah oh i'm not really well i guess not but it's just it's no 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 no. it's okay it's just funny because it's like a therapy session you know like when you're in therapy and you say shit out loud (laughs) it's okay i must have needed it or something um but i see music as a lot of hard work Mm. because i know what goes into it like i i just i know that you have to be constantly creating whether it's music or a marketing campaign for the music that you're going to release or for your content on your instagram and maybe i take it too seriously because you know there's a lot of other people that just make it because they have a really great song mm-hmm. um but for me like like i'm a left brain thinker too so i am left brain is yeah that's the analytic the side. logical right yeah. so yeah everything i do has to be strategic and i think that's what scares me also the probability that i might not make it yeah you know that's also what i i don't like thinking i'm gonna make this huge investment of time money and effort for something that might not work out yeah but there's another side of me that's also just like jump out of the plane yeah jump out the plane and when i when i truly look in the mirror i think i have a lot to offer the music industry um i think my sound is is unique i think my look is unique and i think the way that i carry myself is unique i don't feel like i'm replicated by anybody or i'm trying to replicate anybody i might have influences that i take from here and there but i think i think i have a path when i really you know when i'm on my more optimistic side of my thoughts yeah so well I, I can totally resonate with you from the peaks of the valleys to the the strategies. I, I mean, like, I'm not good at strategy. <laughs> like, the pro- my problem is that I'm all, like, right brain. And then, like, and then the left brain only acts to sort of um, <laughs> only torture myself. Right. <laughs> with analyzing yeah. and doing these terrible thought loops of how terrible you are at everything. You know, so, like, right. I, I get into those modes. but um, But when I, like, right now. I have this massive fucking um, 
video editing project that mm. has to be done by Wednesday. It doesn't mm. have to be. It doesn't really. Nothing has to happen. But, <laughs> um, but in my in my head, it's like this has to be done because I just want it off the fucking table. Yeah. It's been on me since March, right? And it's due in September. And like, I got a good idea of how it's gonna go, but. So I see the path, and, and, and I know that getting through this is going to just get me my paycheck, and it's going right. to be successful, and at the end, I'm going to feel good that I accomplished this. Right. But the thought of sitting there and just sitting down and starting, mm-hmm. fucking, ugh, yeah. 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 I'm going to fucking puke my fucking heart out. Yeah, dude. you, like, get nervous <laughs> and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I'm the same way. And... and and in particular, this video is like I, like um, every other week I have to present like my my updates. Yeah. So like you have a board, your your board is people. just lies, huh? <laughs> and, and you're just yeah. In my head, I'm just like they're gonna fucking they're gonna see right through my amateur like nobody status. <laughs> like right. they're gonna see yeah. right through it, and they're gonna see and, and it ends up coming good. And, People are crying and stuff. So that's good. Yeah, right. I'm mean, crying in a good way because what I presented them emotionally moved them, but not because it was so terrible that they're like, why did we invest <laughs> in this horrible human being? But it, it was, you know, so yeah. the the fact, uh, the, the idea of failure, the idea of just doing it because I, I am immensely lazy, mm-hmm. immensely lazy. Right. Like I just, I just, I, 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 I which is actually going away, which I kind of wish it would come back a little bit because now it's getting to the point where I have to be, be doing, doing stuff. Like yeah. if I don't accomplish something right. then, at the day, like I go to bed feeling like, what did I do with myself yeah. today? Yep. What the fuck even happened? Exactly. And whether it's like investing like my time into my family, investing time into my music, investing time into this fucking video and or whatever. And like to me, it's it, I love the whole aspect of video um, because like it, I can make really stupid videos. And right. It's really fun to make really yeah. dumb, absurd, stupid things. But when I'm starting to be serious, and then when a paycheck is involved, all of a sudden like my brain just flips. Yeah, on me it's, it's like, like you don't like oh, it anymore. God. I completely agree. I'm the same way. <laughs> and then with these peaks and valleys, man. Like uh, I'll have I'll have like great success. Like right now, I fucking I just got my first offer for a sponsorship. Congratulations. And thank you very much. I'm very proud of that. But it's it's like one of those moments where I don't know, maybe maybe you can relate to this because of your sports background, but it's like when you have a win, it's like, okay, we won a game, but this ain't the championship, bitch. Right. Let's <laughs> keep going. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so like for me, it's like what's next? Right. And and so I'm going to take this very seriously, and, um, and I'm going to really like believe in this product. I have to believe in this product mm-hmm. if I'm going to put it out there into the world. Yes. And so if I'm going to sell it to people. So I'm, I'm going to test it all out. It's pretty exciting. Uh, <laughs> but, it, but, um, but before this, there was just, you know, like I was on tour with my band, and our van was doing good. But, like, as soon as I got back from tour, it was just, like, I couldn't do anything. Like, I was just like horribly depressed Mm -hmm. like just i couldn't fucking i like i was so just uh uh, uh, i was just so fucked i couldn't even like do the work that i'm supposed to be doing like i couldn't even do that i couldn't formulate whole sentences really i couldn't communicate properly with people and like it just i think that i think artists when they have these huge successes and or or you know huge in that for them whatever it is because a success is a success motherfucker appreciate it but don't let it go to your head 
Um, because just because I got one sponsor doesn't mean that can't go away and it's not even a, a real thing yet. So, so it's not, I'm not going to run with this, be like, yeah, shit, but, but it, it feels good, but let's, you know, it's like filed away as that felt good. What's next? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think as artists that we dump so much into something yeah. and then when, when, when it's all said and done, it's just like, you're just left sort of depleted. Yeah. And you just sort of left, not empty, um, not empty of meaning at least, but at least empty, it just maybe, it might even be chemical. I mean, it probably is most likely chemical. You dump all this, you get all this dopamine and serotonin drips from this successful night of of selling out fucking Frankie's or, was it Frankie's or? Yeah, Frankie's. Selling out Frankie's. And, and you know, like, and, and you put all this into it, and it's everybody's like a come down. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like if, if anybody's ever taken Molly, <laughs> the next day isn't like the day before. Right. <laughs> the next day is a very different day. Exactly. Um, so it, 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 I, I think that's kind of what happens in so, in some senses. Yeah. It, it's, and to see, it just clicks so much because you just put it in a logical, like, yeah, like you're absolutely right. Like you're you're on a high. Yeah. And then it's over. Yeah. And then you're thinking, okay, what's next? What's next? And then especially I feel for local artists or for artist like indie artists, people who haven't necessarily made it yet, like we literally got to plot out, plot out our next move. Right. We, you know, we don't have a manager have telling two us two or three what moves to do. ahead. Right. It's like what's next? What's next? What's next? Exactly. And then what's next? Exactly. <laughs> so not only is it not only are you coming down, but then you're like faced with like challenges like okay like what is the next step yeah you know more how are we gonna get decisions there? more yeah. action more work more right. uh, there's always more work I'm, to be done i'm right there right now so the decision i made is that i am going to do music very seriously um like there's no i i can't there's no more pit stops there's no more taking months breaks and there's no more excuses for me like i i'm gonna do this shit and I'm going to go full throttle. So right now I'm at the decision where it's like, okay, but what's next? Do I invest in music videos or do I invest in, um, you know, like playlist pushing services or do I invest in making more music? And it's like none of those things are wrong, but none of those things are necessarily right either. Right. You know, so I'm at that. I'm trying to make that decision right now. I think another thing that, especially when you have like those highs and then you ha- you're down and it's time to like rethink and figure out what's next, you depleted yourself to a point because you put all your emotions and everything right. into this, all your passion and everything is just you just drain yourself of it, and when you're at that vulnerable state that's when your your fucking brain starts really working on yeah. you because like that's when you start eating yourself yeah and you're you're, just, you're literal and you're vulnerable because you like you're like you just gave everything on the stage right. you know and, and um it, you, you just sort of when you're at your lowest point mm-hmm. that's when your brain decides and to fuck yeah <laughs> and you like wonder why we're made like that it's so weird because imagine if we were at that like i think balance i think that's part of it yeah like to find balance, but I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, 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 no. I was just gonna say, yeah, no, I wasn't gonna say anything else, really. Uh, well, the I mean, I think it's it's just finding balance and trying to find, but but it's hard as an artist because like the more you the the higher level you get, right? The more that's expected of you, and the more that right. you have to put into it, and the more I mean, like you, 
the more you get, the higher you get, the harder the work. And, yeah. and you think it gets easier, but... I mean, I've talked to like some very successful bands who are just like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking madness. Right. But you know, like it's it's like it's a chaos. I don't yeah. know what the fuck's going on. Seriously. And and it's it, you know it doesn't get easier. It just right. it gets more complicated. In fact, absolutely. And then you're just so hard on yourself too because it's like if like yeah, I think my next release, if it doesn't do as well as my last release, then I kind of look at that as a failure. Mm. You know, so then like also you're just judging everything else that you do based on your past su successes. But it's just because we're so we're we're the small guys right now. Yeah. You know, and you're wired and, and we're paying attention to the metrics. Right. And, like anybody who's really trying to do things are paying attention to fucking metrics. Right. To right. say you're not paying attention to metrics is to say you're not paying attention to your career. Exactly. Because go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And, like especially if you're if you're independent artist who's out there grind, grind, grind. Yeah. It's like you're paying attention to these things. That's what I try to tell. My best advice is like my best advice to any local artist is the fact that you have to put professionalism behind yourself as an artist. You know, just like you said, like there that's what YouTube is for. Like, if you want to release unprofessional music for your fans to find, that's what YouTube is for. But, like, cert, like streaming services and shit, I don't want to look up your name and then click on your thing and then have it be very low quality. Right. You know, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. For sure. When you don't take... Because it sounds like you're not taking yourself... Right, you, you know, think you can just pay the hundred bucks right. a CD baby or whatever, and fucking yeah, you're there. And it's an investment, and I understand that some people don't have the resources to do that, but you you gotta find them, or you gotta find a way to pay for that resource because nobody's gonna come in off of their fucking white horse and here's a million dollars yeah, record a hit. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> like and yeah, just those everything you do right everything you do just like like everything you post all your content that you make i used to have these kids who like i seriously believed in so much they're so talented but all they want to keep doing is just releasing music on soundcloud yeah yeah so if you don't want to grow you know i i then there's only so much that can happen from that yeah yeah i feel you know but then they look at people like juice world who well do you know, I don't know okay <laughs> he's the one that um but i do like his name fucking i still see your shadows in my room can't take back the love that i gave you something mm. it was no, super popular it's okay i didn't listen to it much either <laughs> well i i just i'm <laughs> i feel like i'm the old guy now but yeah. and i'm just sort of losing touch the only reason I why like i know anything about anything current right now is because my wife is very attentive to yeah. these situations so that's a balance get, oh it's a balance because yeah. if it was i'd just be listening to weird like fucking obscure funk music <laughs> on vinyl <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> right um but yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you. oh, I was gonna say that they look at people. You know, people look at success stories and they think it happened overnight. Yeah, like a lot of people who rap through SoundCloud look at Juice World, who made his career off of SoundCloud, and then eventually came out with a you know radio top ten hit. But it's like he didn't just make one fucking song. Like that was years and years and years and years of you know just making music but increasing the quality and then boom it happened for him same thing with like six nine like whether he did it i i mean i don't really i haven't followed his career too much but it's like i think he was just trolling 
but it's a marketing strategy he was trolling fucking being hated by everybody and when you hate somebody you're obsessed with them yeah exactly period yeah because if you have that strong of emotion towards someone right you fucking have a good idea who that person is yeah exactly yeah you you probably have a better idea than somebody you actually like (laughs) seriously so it's all about like a strategy and i just i just try to help people so much with it like uh, that was seriously my passion at one point when i had my studio like mm-hmm. i just wanted to brand everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i wanted to help them with their branding and with their marketing and with how they identify as and m- that's just my left brain yeah but i think that's what helps me that gives me my advantage is i know mm-hmm. how serious it is to have a brand and an image and to stay consistent with it yeah and the fact that you're trying to uplift your community is says a lot about who you are too right because you're i mean you're you're networking which is a lot of this but you're also trying to get the block to come up too you know right. like you're trying to you're, you're giving valuable information to people and and uh, it's like uh this this phrase keeps coming up to me and i'm paraphrasing but it's like uh whenever you don't feel so great about yourself go out and help other people right and like, and it's become more. It's becoming more and more apparent as I get older and as I as, as I get wiser, I guess. But yeah. it's uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, I, I think that's a, a really great quality for someone to have, rather than the person who's like, "Well, I'm not going to tell you how I do this." It's like, uh, like I've had, I've I've talked to like producers who I'm like oh shit how did you get that fucking that sound or whatever where did that right. come from i was like oh dude, i can't tell you that's my secrets those are my secret sauce my secret sauce right and i'm just like what what do you mean secret sauce right. like i'm gonna go on youtube and figure it out bitch it's like <laughs> right, i know you're exactly. not just sitting on so like i know you didn't just make that shit up exactly. you know what i mean like <laughs> but you know like for me it's it, I, I i think that spreading information is 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 the is is key yeah, absolutely. It's key. And that's why I was so mad about MacMillan or whatever the fuck. Those sons of bitches cutting off Knowledge. information. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's like information is what's making us fucking, it right. is what's giving people with no voice a voice right. right now. Absolutely. And the way that I used to look at it, like, uh, clearly I can give you so much knowledge, but it's going to depend on you what you want to do with it. So just because I'm like spilling all my secrets doesn't necessarily mean that I have competition. You know, <laughs> it's all up to that person to yeah, yeah, yeah. whether they want to be my competition or not. Yeah. But also it's like, I get it. People probably don't listen to me because they're like, you're still in Toledo. So <laughs> I get it. But I've, my first release was flipped a script in f- last February. Yeah. And that was my first like release. And through that, I've just, I mean, it's like it's been it's funny because like personally i was in a downward spiral but like musically i'm just like getting up there yeah so and that's that's what also like i really felt like the universe was like we got you because when i was going through my little episode my latest single boss is like taking off right now Mm. in like los angeles and houston and toronto and stuff like that so i had to look at it like okay the universe wants me to get off my ass and keep going with yeah. this because yeah. I'm not even doing anything and my music is still getting way more plays than it ever has. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that's, I mean, that's fantastic. Thank you. Should, should we listen to Boss? Can we play Boss? Yeah. We play boss? Oh, of Let's course. listen to Boss. Let's listen to Boss. We're, we're going to listen to Boss and we'll be right back. I'm a Bill Triple S. Manifested everything that 
that I possess She wanna fuck cause I'm a flex She gonna fuck cause I'm a flex I'ma be a triple S Manifested everything that I possess She wanna fuck cause I'm a flex She gonna fuck cause I'm a flex Walk in looking like a hundred dollar bill Shawty fuck with me so hard she put me in her will Bitch I'm really getting money this is not a drill Bitch, I'm really getting money, this is not a drill I don't feel how I approach these hoes I give them one look and they know like we was talking in cold I heard you desperate to get me alone Mama, it shows You gotta chill, chill, chill Keep it down on the low, ayy I'm a dog, let me chase for the bone Front desk begging me to keep it under control It's just the goons that I roll with Never watching their tone And we get real disrespectful if you come at us wrong, ayy Uh, I'm a real triple S You ain't really want these problems on your chest Little mama ask if she could be some friends I guess I told her that it really all depends Ay. Is they better or is they not? Can they handle all they shots? Is any one of them a op? I don't keep my doors locked and I don't want to either And do they really understand after they fuck they leaving? Ay. Uh, Cause I don't want no clingy bitch Pockets big like that boy fish I can spot an opportunist I made a mile like this inch Show the struck like there's a chip Ay. Bitch I really do this I'ma be a triple S Manifested everything that I possess she wanna fuck cause I'm a flex She gonna fuck cause I'm a flex I'ma be a triple S Manifested everything that I possess She wanna fuck cause I'm a flex She gonna fuck cause I'm a flex And we're back. Okay, so boss. I mean, like the the name is pretty self-explanatory. But I mean, I just I would, could you just go over that song for me? Just like how what how you perceive it and how you yeah uh, how you put it out there and like what you meant for it to be. Absolutely. So my whole entire um, image and brand is the fact that I'm very confident and I'm a boss in my decisions and everything that I do. Um, if you were to see me in front of like at my work or in front of my friends, I'm this exact person and mm. it might come, might fucking actually be annoying. <laughs> like bitch, you're not a CEO right now. Shut the fuck up. But that's just, that's who I am. I'm very Ooh. confident in the decisions that I make for the most part. Um, so that the boss is just a reflection of how I carry myself. And the song came super natural. It came super easy. My writing process is that I play an instrumental like on my car while I'm driving. And then I usually come up with a chorus. I come up with like one or two lines, record it off my phone, go home, record it. And then it just usually comes into a hit. So that's exactly how it happened with Flip a Script. It's exactly how it happened with Boss. Mm. So it was just super natural. Any song that just comes like at yeah. ease is always is a good sign. Oh, yeah, totally. Like yeah. that... When have you have you had those moments? Well, obviously, yeah, you just said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but those moments when you're um, when you just like it's like it, you start at like maybe ten o'clock and then you look up at the clock and it's like seven in the morning oh, yeah. and you're just like what it's beautiful happened? But like after it's just it's just like this divine touch. Yeah. This like this like I I don't know what it is, man. And it's like I. I I'm, it's the best feeling in the world. It is. And, and, and it's just like, to me, it's an indicator. And I know it's chemicals and synapses firing off in our brains. 
but there is something I, there's something more to this and that's what i've been wrestling with because i, I came up catholic as you can imagine as fucking, as a yep. mexican yep. fucking catholic as fuck um did all the things the confirmations and yep. i got married so next my next step is death so <laughs> Um, hooray. <laughs> hooray go for go for catholic but uh i had I, I didn't like my religious upbringing yeah and i had rude religious figures in my life who right. fucking deterred me from it there was no like priest stuff but it was like it was like <laughs> teachers and stuff who yeah. fucking are like you will go to hell if you don't go to church and you telling that to like a fucking like a, a eight-year-old you know like right. i'm gonna go but we don't go to church in the summer <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I mean I, I, just just circumstances like or or if you miss church once and like stuff like that it was yeah. very it was very uh, stringent catholic upbringing so like i was very skewed uh, away from, I, I think that would be right. I, I did not like religion, and yeah. I actually revolted against religion. And at one point, I was just like, it is the death of everything. And so now that I'm older, and I have a son, and I have a family, and I have perspective, and I have knowledge, I, I'm sort of wrestling. And I'm not really, I'm not dumping, jumping back into the white Jesus thing. Fuck that. <laughs> but... But to say that there's nothing, and and I've never said that there's nothing more than just what we see. I've always believed that there was more. And I mean, I've taken a lot of drugs. (laughs) I've seen a lot of things. So not to say (laughs) that my drug-induced hallucinations were uh, were I was seeing reality or anything, but. I know just I know there's more to this shit just right. just from the paths I've taken in life and the luck and the and w- how things end up you know yeah. like you just things end up working out for me oh, yeah. when I'm paying attention right and so like I'm I'm sort of wrestling with that now like fuck like I I think that I don't think that we should be as a society I don't think we should be trying to eliminate the idea of, of spirituality and, and we're not, I think we're just sort of shifting it because there is sort of this like um, this anti-religious thing or not anti-religious, but like, um, um, I don't know. There's this, it, it's okay to shit on like Christianity. Right. Don't shit on Muslim, Islam because you know, but, and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not shitting on anything right now, but like, I, I feel like there's this, this extraction of, 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 of a higher power, thing yeah that uh, out of society and i don't think that's the r- correct step i think that that there has to be a balance yeah of, <laughs> of 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 logical thinking and and a suspense of belief right uh or, or something because i mean even in science scientists like when you break an atom down and you keep breaking it down breaking it down breaking it down you get past the quarks and everything and, and it gets smaller and smaller and they know it gets smaller but they don't know how to explain it Right. And, and or or like the Big Bang with the it was all pin pr- pin drop and then or whatever a pin the size of a pinhead and bullshit. then it exploded <laughs> right. into this. At some point, when you break science down, they just say, "I don't know, magic." Like I don't know, <laughs> like for real, right? Like there's yeah. no real explanation, right? And so that even in the smart like the smartest people on earth still can't wrap their heads around you know a lot of shit right and and it's just magic i don't know like it's just unexplainable or you know they have their ideas but so even the smartest people on earth have some sort of belief in magic of course 
and, and and or something else. So I don't think I think that uh, that balance is, is kind of shifting as well. Like I don't know. Like it's hard to explain for me, and I don't know if I came across. <laughs> explain it well these are the things that i've been super heady about lately yeah, so no. like, i've been really thinking about these things like meditating on this shit so yeah. and, and and it all stemmed from my son he went to this christian um um preschool and he started praying at, at dinner and, and 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 it just rings it rings really sour to me when i mm -hmm. hear it it still does and i and i'm trying to get past that because that's my own bullshit right that's my own bullshit and if Your he wants to do that that's cool have at it yeah. if you want to do that that's fine me and my wife or, or, i mean <laughs> me and my wife are very open-minded about a lot of things right and if you want to follow the jesus thing just know he wasn't white <laughs> 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 just so you know that that representation <laughs> that bloody representation right. hanging over the altar of there is not right what jesus looked like <laughs> if he existed at all so um so that's how I tell them, you know, like, yeah. it's like, I'm just like, well, I don't know much about this, but I know it, it, there's something more to it, right. obviously, because it's, it's, uh, it's stood the test of time For and, sure. and it's had huge impact over yeah. everything. I mean, like our America's moral basis is on Judeo-Christianity. So right. like we, we get our morality from these religions. So th there's something yeah. to these ancient wisdoms that I think we're overlooking um, right now, currently, mm -hmm. in our state of America and yeah. the world and such. But I, I don't know. Like, where are you with all of that? Where are yeah, you with well, religion? I grew, up, and I grew up Mexican, too, pretty traditional. I had a quinceanera and everything. Nice. Um, but I would say in about eighth grade, actually, have you ever seen the movie The Fourth Kind? No. It's about aliens, bro. Nice. should watch it. I'm but it. it it's not only about aliens but it's like factual oh. about like um the very first civilization like the sumerians and all mm. this like it was just really crazy to me because it was so factual and so i had to study like a lot more plus i was already like over i when i was in eighth grade i couldn't get over the fact that you couldn't tell me if if it's real or not so for lack of a better term i didn't have faith mm. <laughs> you know yeah, i yeah. just I, I i couldn't resonate with it like well i'm supposed to worship something you don't even know existed <laughs> and um but well, not only worship but you have to like live your every you yeah, know movement like, by it right. yeah especially you know catholics are yeah. just yeah, whatever. <laughs> Still so, dealing with the guilt. Yeah. <laughs> Still dealing with the literally. guilt. Literally. <laughs> so that movie actually just stemmed me to like to do a bunch of research. Mm. And then what I found is I got a really bad taste in my mouth about Roman Catholicism because it's fucking capitalism <laughs> since its beginning. And yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah, no, I don't want to be that anymore. So um, re as of recently, I'd say in the last like year and a half, I really identified with Buddhism. Mm. Um, I love everything about it. And it's really helped me like grow. It helps my mindset. And it's not something that I'm fearful of. And yeah. that's that's the, the scary thing in religion is a lot of it is fear based. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, even from like when I think, you know, about that is like my teacher was using fear of right. hell to get me to get my family to come to their church. Right. 
which is super twisted. Yeah. And like that's not how mm-hmm. even when my teach. even when I think of like my flashbacks of mass and shit like I was afraid to talk to the priest. Yeah. Because he was so fucking godly yeah. and so proper. The pageantry of it yeah, all. Yeah. The it smoke, just... the incense, the candles, right. the, the hugeness of the cathedral. Right. I mean, St. Rogeri Cathedral. I mean, it's so, have you ever yeah. been in there? Yeah, absolutely. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's fucking. And, but like when you walk in there, you're already struck of with course. awe. You right. know? Like you're already put in a, in, in a place. Right. And so that's the other part of it. It is manipulation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, 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 uh, Another situation that kind of started getting me thinking about all this was this. Um, most of the churches that I've been to, because my mom is still religious and, and my family is still very religious, I've, I've been going to a lot of First Communions yeah. since I've been back, big right. old Mexican family. Um, so, like, I've had a chance to hear a lot of priests and ministers talk right. around town. And none of them are moving at all. It's just boring. Like, it's boring. Yeah. Like, dude, you fucking, it sounds they like. They don't even speak English almost. Like, they're <laughs> talking in another century, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I know if I'm, I just know, I don't care how much you pretend. Like, if you go to Catholic Mass, 75% of the time, you you don't know what happened. Yeah, exactly. You walk Seriously. out there like, oh. yeah, like whatever. I did it. I, I showed up. Yeah, I, I, that's exactly what I it fulfilled is. Fulfilled like, my I, end of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, exactly. Where's my fucking golden palace, God? Right. <laughs> I showed up, but I, I did. Get, I went to St. Rogeri Cathedral for the last the last time. I my little cousin got um, confirmed or whatever the fuck, and one of the bishops talked, and. I was truly moved by what he had to say. I mm-hmm. couldn't. Rem- I don't remember what he said, but like I just remember the feeling when I left. I right. was like, "Wow, I haven't been moved by church like I don't think ever right. like that." Honestly, yeah. Um, and you know, it made me start reconsidering them some things. I, I mean, I know that the whole white Jesus thing is out right. for me. That's just out. But I don't think that. But I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater, yeah. as they say. Uh, because I know that along with the white Jesus and all the horror that that caused uh, and still causes and families and, and ripped families fucking part, um, I, I, I know that there's some like real truth yeah. to some of the things that are said Absolutely. in that book. So like there's some like real ancient truths yeah. that, that stand. And so... I don't know. I'm just sort of looking at it more of like, what does this have to offer? Can I glean anything of use or value off of yeah, this? Yeah, absolutely. And if not, then it's like delete and move mm-hmm. on. And and that's kind of where I'm at. Is like I can't. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough energy, right, to be investing my time yeah. in getting up on Sunday and going and doing that, or or even fucking playing music with people who I don't want to play music right. with or you know like because it because it, it is a reciprocal uh relationship especially when you're collaborating right and um you know it's like if i if i don't feel like this person is resonating with me yeah. i get the fuck out of there like i, can, I just i'm I, out i'm yeah. out you know like i just i don't have time it's just hard to fake like i mean you know you're older than me but i'm at the age where i can't fucking fake the funk no more bro like if i don't like you if this <laughs> This podcast wouldn't have lasted almost two hours if I didn't, right. if we weren't, you know, vibing it out. Um, the one thing I will say that I really do admire about Christianity and Catholicism and that I really want to instill in my own life is faith. Mm. 
just like I said, like I, I had a lack of faith. So it caused me to be very pessimistic yeah. in, in my views and very cynical and yes. even my research, you know, like I wasn't trying to research for good answers. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you. why is God bad? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but having faith in the unknown. Yes. Believing, believing in something that you don't see yet. Yeah. And that's super admirable. And that's what, that's why I like kind of like doing my own thing. Like I love Buddhism. I love the spirituality, but I also like being able to take different, you know, aspects of certain religions right. and, and mixing it into my own. Yeah, so it's for really sure. Cool. Yeah. And, and I could totally see how like faith in, in the unknown is, right. it, I mean, it's, it's very important for artists to mm -hmm. have faith in the unknown because we don't know what's fucking, we don't know what's going to happen. Right. We don't. I mean, like we might be fucking fifty, and fucking destitute, still fucking playing the song, and you know, still fucking rapping boss or whatever. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, to to the ten people in the crowd, eh, <laughs> or me doing whatever. You know, like or this pot. You know, whatever it is, it's like we don't know what the outcome is, yeah. but but we know that we know that. Uh, there's just certain there's just certain um aspects to life that that well me personally i'm gonna speak for myself there's a, there's certain aspects to life that i just can't abide to and and one of them is the job aspect of yeah. like i mean i almost tr i was trying to get a job at a, at a music store and it's not the music store and that the evil one that everyone thinks is evil i don't know why guitar center yeah uh <laughs> it's another one here in town but like i was trying to get a job there and because my wife is like, look, bitch, you need to start bringing in more money. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fucking hop to it, huh? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when she speaks, I tend to listen. And uh, so I'm like, okay, all right, I'll go figure it out. And and um, and I was trying to get this job. And, uh, you know, I'm just in like, fuck, I need to figure this shit out right now. And uh, it just, another door opened for me. Like I, of one of my oldest friends from here was like, hey, I'm looking to fucking do something. Do you want to fucking just sit in with us and see how it goes? I'm like, yeah. And then now now he's giving me that. Um, he is supplying me with the, almost the exact amount of money a month that my wife had required of me. <laughs> oh, awesome. Which is a weird, you know, like, it, yeah. but, but when you're paying attention, these are the type of things that kind of happen. And, right. and that comes with faith. Right. It's like you kind of have to have faith in the unknown, but you have to have faith in yourself. Oh, absolutely. And you have to. And for me, it, it took me quitting alcohol and, and getting super sober, having a kid to really for all this to kind of come in focus. And, and I, that's why I'm, I'm coming into all this late in life. It, yeah. But that's only my that's all my doing because, well, my You're 20s, kicking it. My <laughs> 20s were the shit. <laughs> I'm going to say it right now. I fucking was at 100. My 20s were the shit. Um, awesome. But I didn't get much work done. So, <laughs> uh, so here I am. Uh, so, yeah, faith, I think, has a lot to do with this. Right. And has a lot to do with, fuck it, it just, just I mean, there, it, it, there's something more to all this. Right. And, and like, I, I, I can, I, I know that for a fact. And, like, I don't know for a fact. But I I mean, just like it's in, in intuitively, I think it's it's there. I know there's something more to this, and most people can feel that. Yeah, I was gonna say if I would say, I mean, again, I guess you're right. I can only speak for myself, but we all have a pull to something bigger and something higher. Yeah, we wouldn't have like every human on Earth, or mostly every human wouldn't have that if it wasn't there. Right. 
you know so there is something to be found and it's all about everybody's own individual journey that's just what makes it different but we're all chasing the same thing idealistically just something bigger and higher and living our lives around these like fundamental truths Mm -hmm. that have been taught to us either in the wrong way Mm. or you know or they found us or we found them however but i completely agree with you like there's like these rules it's like there's rules of life but they're fucking blurry and you can't read them (laughs) but you know they're there but they're very familiar when you hear them exactly and you know they're they're there and you just like these i mean i knew this but like now that you explain it to me and now it 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 makes more sense or whatever exactly (laughs) yeah no you're absolutely right yeah yeah that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, so, so you're at the crossroads, right? Well, I guess not the crossroads. You're at the point where you're just like, "Fuck it, I'm just going all in." Yeah, that's where you're at. Yeah, absolutely. I made the decision. Me and my girlfriend, <laughs> we had a talk. My girl, she's like, she's my baby mama. Nice. Like, she's I'm definitely probably gonna marry her. That's um. So she, so we had a talk, and I was like, "Look, babe, I need you to help me decide. I can either." go real fucking corporate right now or i can go real fucking wild mm. um with like music and i said you know like by no means like it, by doing music seriously am i gonna quit my job right or by you know staying with my job i'm never gonna do music but one has to have 90 percent of my investment yeah you know in terms of like all of my other free time outside of work and um and i told her you know like we both weighed out the pros and cons and i was just i really feel i owe it to myself when i look at things from a statistical standpoint and i look at my release and the progress the progress that i've shown i have literally only would be doing myself a disservice if i quit on myself now um so i just don't have it in me to quit yet and i haven't failed yet so i don't know what i'm so afraid of hmm. and that's kind of what i had to realize like there you don't you you haven't plummeted yet you know there's nothing on your track record that would lead you to believe different it's funny how we we have to have faith in the unknown but we're also terrified of it right. <laughs> exactly that's the biggest thing oh man and that's why and when people like when we i have a lot of conversations and i'm like the stupid people are usually the ones that make it <laughs> right because they don't they're not fucking thinking about tomorrow or you know they're not thinking about the future the unknown and they're not afraid of it so they just fucking do it and those are the people that sometimes make it people people who are just very present yeah like so present to a fault exactly (laughs) oh and uh, presence is another thing i'm I'm still working on. I don't, I don't know. Are, are, are you familiar with that? Yeah, idea? being present. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's part of Buddha. The yeah, Buddhist huge. Thing, right? yeah, yeah, that's like a. That's uh, like everything, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, like the main thing. But <laughs> 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 no, it's a. Uh, I, I have a hard time doing that too, though. My mind is always either in the my ego, um, my negative ego, mm. is always working, and I'm always thinking about like damn should i have said that or what did that person think of me or something like that and so that's what buddhism is like really allowed me to do is just to snap back to right now yeah and even if i did fuck up it doesn't really matter anymore yeah you know and future is not even existed so it doesn't matter it's like i'm making that right now just by being here exactly um that yeah that that whole um bringing yourself to center and and really like I mean, like, there's just been times where, 
I don't have any weed. Um, <laughs> you know, like I don't. You know, like I, like weed's the hardest thing that I fucking abuse. Yeah, I used to drink coffee. I don't do that anymore. Uh, still sad about that, but <laughs> I can't. But but uh, meditation, bringing myself to present, has gotten me off so many fights with my wife. It's gotten me off so many bad decisions. Yeah. It's gotten me because. Because you, you, you kind of, like, take yourself out of that emotional state. Yeah. If that's what you're trying to do. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes be just going and just meditating because for the sake of meditating, I mean, that's how you should probably do it. But, like, for me, meditation has been a huge tool in in redirecting just terrible energy that I'm creating within yeah. myself and, and trying to project on the people, exactly. especially the people who are most vulnerable to me, the people who love me. Right. Like, what a yeah. gross fucking habit to have. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I can't stand... Oh, I'm right there with you. I get I, it. I can't fucking stand when, um, when I'm going through something of my own shit and my fucking son has to deal with that. Right. Like, he shouldn't have to be crying because daddy's fucking going through it. You know what right. I mean? Like, that's horrible. And... And and I'm taking very very stringent steps, and coffee was one of them to move away from that as far as possible. Yeah, because I don't want anything to do with that. For sure. Because being emotionally driven, I mean, it'll get you something somewhere. I mean, but like, I I don't think that's the correct path either. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have to be passionate. You have to have some kind of emotion in whatever you do. But like, you have to have that shit checked. Yeah. Especially especially artists. When Pro- they, projection is the biggest like. When when you're projecting, you're simply just not being a good person. <laughs> you're absolutely right. I mean, seriously. No, I, and, I absolutely yeah. agree with you. And I get it because I do that. A, I do that a lot to my girlfriend because she's always there. She's right there. She knows, like you said, she's vulnerable to me, and I just fucking project like no other. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, it's like 15 minutes later, like, babe, I am so sorry. Hey, and all I'm it such brings. A fucking dick. All it brings is like a, a fucking localized hellscape. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, not only afterwards do I feel like empty and sad and just like the like the deepest, darkest depression after I empty out on someone like that in in that way. And not only do you have to deal with that and contend with your own like sadness, but you just created this energy. You just put this yeah. energy out into your your right. space. Yep. And to the people you love. And and now you have to deal with that hellscape as well. Mm-hmm. So there's two fucking you you It's got, a double edged sword. It is, man. Cause like as soon as you I mean, there's just no benefit from yeah. it. Yeah. Absolutely no benefit. I mean, unless you like even when you're like teeing off on somebody you hate. Like coming at them from an like an erratic and 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 fucking an emotional state yeah. does nothing for your argument. Nothing, because that person's right. just gonna walk away from you and be like, "Well, he's a crazy fucking yeah. psychopath." Like I said, he's a fucking loser. Yeah. And I, fuck, I this is what I, I this is how he acts. See, right. see. And, and, but when you come at people with precision and fucking a sharpened edge, mm-hmm. fucking and slice their bitch ass down. <laughs> woo! And like, and I, and I feel that way with my wife too, because like you know what couples are gonna fight and and they should be fighting and like this is how you get shit done yeah it's just fight in a very you gotta fight in a very respectful way that's how it is and man when i fucking (laughs) slice you know those two dishes yesterday (laughs) motherfucker yeah right and because like me and my wife have you know we have very serious debates and like my wife is very cunning, very intelligent, and like way smarter than me. I credit most of the things I've accomplished in my life just 
being in proximity of my uh, right. the things I've accomplished in my life is because of my proximity of that woman. So fucking, uh, she's she's just way smarter than me. So like she's used to just be like, bah, bitch, you know, like, <laughs> cut you down in that very female kind of way, right? Where it's the just soft, like, nurturing, uh, but you're a piece of shit type <sighs> of deal. Yeah, just hit you. It's an art form. It's like this is why. Why you just like your father? <laughs> it's like, oh my god! But um, but I'm she's really helped me sharpen my edge in debate because like she's really she's a tough fucking cookie to go up against. And yeah. so if I have an argument, I better become correct, right? I, and like, and better not even she better not even smell a hint of anger or emotion. Or else that shit is over. She shuts it down if it if it gets emotional. Well, yeah, because I mean, what's I, the point then if it's right. right? Because you're not. She's like, there's no sense of talking to you. You're fucking. You're out. Right. Of it. And, and not to say that she doesn't have her moments because everybody has their fucking moments. But like, it's just uh, it, there's just it just does no good. It's mm-hmm. just no. If 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 you have something to say to your spouse or to a friend that is some real truths that you need to tell them. Right. It's not gonna it's not gonna help by coming at them fucking yeah. like, fuck you, you idiot. What the fuck you think you you know, like yeah. shit like that. It's like you have to come at them with a very formulated argument that, that you can back up. Yeah. All different angles. I completely agree. And that's th- and I've only learned that from being married to her. Right. <laughs> a big a big thing that I'm learning right now how to do is like formulating all of that. And then also realizing that everything in life is a projection of reality. So if I don't like somebody, it's because I'm seeing something that I either identify with or that is just so true to me. Mm. So, you know, for somebody I hate, what is it about you that I hate? And why does it resonate so deeply with me? Yeah. Is it an insecurity in myself? Is it, does it, do you remind me of somebody? And then once you dig that like down a little deeper and you realize 98% of your problems are self-caused, then you just, you're able to just come so rationally. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Taking time to understand why you're feeling a certain way super important (laughs) (laughs) highly recommend you don't want to just be blindly raging out on people for because you don't even know i don't know he just looked at me (laughs) you know like whatever it is like whatever irrational insanity that you're yeah yeah and it's just it's very important to be self-analytical yeah um i have to use the restroom so, so fucking let's end this. All it's, right. It's been Good two deal. hours, I think. Yeah, it's one fifty-six hour, fifty-six minutes. So perfect. Abby, I really appreciate you coming down, and Hi. I have to say, like, this has been like a wonderful conversation. Of course, like, one Thank of my you. favorite. Oh, out of fucking, out of more than two hundred now. Shit, I'm almost over two hundred. Uh, people i've talked to you you're up there with one of my favorites. That's amazing. Thank you so much. So I try amazing. to. I try to keep it all. Yeah, like, I mean. Well, I didn't do anything. Well, we you, were just we were we, we were just supposed to meet, and it was supposed to happen like this. You showed you know? up. That's, exactly. That's everything to me. That's all I could I'm, do. I'm always surprised when people fucking respond yes. Like <laughs> to me, that's like oh wow. Like every time, yeah. every fucking time. Like when someone's like okay, when they agree to it, I'm For just sure. like wow, that's so fucking awesome. Thank God, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because it's just you know. 
it's a grind. It's a mm, grind. It's a grind. I mean, just yeah. asking people to come here, just it, you know, is absolutely. And, and I get that it's weird, and and you're meeting somebody from that you never met, and you're at this place in the basement, and so, so yeah. So it's it's a it's already a weird situation, and, uh, and so I'm always appreciative of anybody who, who can break through that shit. Hell yeah! <laughs> I had a great time, me. man. It was so I'm natural. Glad. None of this was fucking. This was all just very natural. That's the only thing. It flowed. I'm so really supposed to. Yeah. Beautiful. Find balance, folks. Yes. Find balance and flow. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being here. thought that sound was fi- funny but i'm realizing that it's just a strange noise to come out of a conversation to so we're just gonna keep it thank you abby sarabia for coming to the weird basement and talking to your boy nicholas or lucas or or uh, rachel whatever monica you can call me ross joey i like joey joey's a good name it's a solid name <laughs> Abby, no, but for real, thank you, Abby, for coming to that weird basement at the library and talking to me in the studio down there at the Toledo Lucas County Library. You go out there and you support your library. God damn it. They're amazing. A quick shout out to the library. Uh, The new new remodeled, the newly remodeled Toledo Library is now open. They have two, two full fledged studios available for free all you need is a library card they don't even charge uh, return fees anymore so there's no excuse just go get yourself a fucking library card and if you don't have a computer if you don't have a microphone if you don't have your shit together just go to the fucking library and read how to get your shit together and then get your shit together by recording your the next great opus This has been a public service announcement for your Toledo Public Library. But for all libraries all around the country and world, I'm pretty sure the world, they have libraries in other countries. Yeah, they got libraries in other countries. That's a stupid thing to think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. So uh, go check out Abby Sarabia. She's on all your social medias, and 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 I think she has a website. So is it abbysarabia.com? Let me see. Sir abbysarabia.com. I'm putting it in right now. We're seeing what's happening. Nope, there's not abbysarabia.com. Anyways, you can find her. I'll, I'll put some links to her Instagram and her um and her um, stuff in the show notes. Uh, go to rainamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E. Check out the new album, 1018. Uh, also, click on the Experience tab to find out where we are playing next. Uh, and the next show we got is October 4th at Hooligan's Bar and Grill in Adrian, Michigan. So go check us out if you're in the area. We're going to be playing some acoustic soul for that ass.
Also, check out our sponsor, Moded, HelloModed.com. Check out their embroidered patches. They have the the uh, the patches that I like. The new ones that I was shouting out at the beginning here was the I, I'm out of, I'm a head out SpongeBob meme patch and the Snow White smoking out of an apple, smoking weed out of an apple patch. I just think they're so cute and clever. You can leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a review, five stars, two stars, whatever stars. It all helps. You can also write something if you'd like. Uh, you can leave a comment on our Facebook or our Instagram, at We Speak English Good. You can also write the show and uh you know let us know what you're thinking it's uh we speak english good at gmail.com um yeah that's it go to we speak english good.com and stay up to date to whatever is up there i mean i update it i'm updating it okay i'm over here updating all right all right i'm updating <laughs> anyways okay i feel like i'm just lingering here and i have a lot to do today so we're gonna cut it short and uh <clears throat> Once again, thank you, Abby, and uh, take care of your fellow human beings, and HJs for everybody. See you next week with, oh shit, who's next week? I think it's D-Lod. I think it's Digital Lizards of Doom. They're fucking awesome. I love those guys. All right. Bye. Bye.